0: The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsors.
1: Now, the Neil Rogers
0: Show on 560 WQAM.
1: It's Friday, you bastard. Well, I'm a little gay dummy, a flaming homo. Like you think politics is Something I know Well I I don't know too much But it's the best This bag can do Rewriting my songs To say That is for you You fairy You may think that I live here But then again no. 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 I have a man in Windsor, England, because your country blows. No, I only want your money. So a few concerts I do. Oh, Hillary is the biggest bad guy I ever knew. So I'm telling everybody, for the badass girl, and they're the most powerful bitch in the world. Go vote for Bill's wife, go vote for Bill's wife, and keep the white house white. I want a silky
0: title and temperamental Oh, well, here's some of the worst news in the history of the human race. Just just hot off my uh, machine, Mom. Okay. Are you standing up or uh, I'm sitting, uh, right uh, sitting down. Sitting up or standing down? Arby, Arby's owner is buying Wendy's for $2.34 billion.
2: Okay. Normally, that would be bad news, but Wendy's ain't what it used to be.
0: Oh, no, it it ain't?
2: No, so maybe this will help. Why not? I I can't remember the last time I've gotten my order right or something I could eat there at Wendy's.
0: Really?
1: It's
2: tragic. It's a tragic thing to say, but and
0: that's all of them. But I sure hope they don't replace the real meat with that, whatever that... Or it's beef. The uh, uh... roast beef loaf. Ooh. After at least two rejections, billionaire Nelson Peltz has finally succeeded in landing Wendy's in a 2.3 billion dollar deal that would add the chain known for its square burger and chocolate frosty dessert to his ownership of Arby's and its roast beast sandwiches I do like uh, those potato cakes I've said that for a long time yeah well, was Ja uh, I, I think they
2: discontinued those they discontinued their uh, their their chicken strips or something like that really good yeah they everybody's you know dropping everything good.
0: They discontinued the
2: potato cakes? I think so. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, my God.
2: I forget what they dropped that I liked, but I I'm think it was am going back bad. to bed.
0: Don't do that. I feel, I would say, about 50% better than yesterday, but um, my head is still, this is either the flu or a bad cold, mm. either one of which lasts a week, no matter sure. what you do. Right, right. You can take all kinds of stuff, which I have done, right. to alleviate the symptoms and make it less agonizing, but I do sound a little better today, I guess. Yeah, you do. But just before I came on, I started with coughing again. Oh no! Those coughing fits yesterday. Now, if you were any kind of a guy, you'd have said, "Oh, go back to bed. I'll, I'll finish the show." Oh, well, I was on the verge. You were not. I sure was. Is he
3: on the verge, Chris? I was virgin. He's on the verge of something, yeah. Yeah, he was <laughs> on the verge, all right, of eating more. <laughs> Obviously, food. you couldn't have
2: done the show that way. If you couldn't have, uh, if you had come back from the break and you hadn't uh, gotten over that fit, you would have had to stop. What
0: do you mean by that?
2: Discontinue. There, you know, because that was bad. That was a bad fit. If you have, if, um, you know, if you hadn't gotten fit, right. Yeah. If you hadn't gotten over it, there's no way you would have been able to do the show.
0: And there were like telegrams coming in from all across North America. Oh, Neil, I sure hope you don't croak on the ear. And well, actually, the real story is that they're probably got an increased audience out there. Mm-hmm. The word of mouth. Oh, he's going to croak oh, yeah. on the ear, the old fag.
2: Right on the edge of their seats.
0: I don't think so. I think I'm getting over this thing. Although I yeah. have. Uh, Something on oh. my nose. I think it's gold, but it's not really, pretty... huh? It's not gold. It's not. Oh, hear the sirens. Yeah, now that you have the window open, boy. It's now likely. that I cracked the window so I can get some fresh air in here. I wish to hell they would turn the damn AC on in this building already. For Christ's sakes. That's a bitch when you're in a building. Mm-hmm. A lot of ho- Same with hotels. They can have either the heat or the AC, but not both. Huh? Yeah. You never heard of that? I, I guess. In older That's how building. it is here. That's how it is. Like you got the radiator. In late October, they turn the heat on. And then I think in the first week or second, about like the 5th or 10th of May, they finally turn the AC on.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, today it's going to be 68. Why do we need the damn heat? What do we need the heat for? Why can't we right. turn over to the damn uh, A- AC? So we can get some circulation in here. Man, get some air blowing. That's what we need is some good blowing in here. And certainly not what you're thinking about. Oh, yeah, that kind, I'm sure, that never stopped. Non-stop. If, one, if just one ear would open up, my life would improve 8 million percent. Just one ear. Just one? So that's Troy, just one look. Remember that? Yeah. Just it's one true. ear. Just one ear would, like, pop like that. Oh, I would be dancing. I would get, go out on the balcony and dance in my boxing shorts. And it would probably come and take my fat ass away. But that's all right. And these chunks keep coming back in your nose, you know. No matter how many times you keep picking them out of there, they keep coming back. Like dried blood. Oh, gross. Mm -hmm. That's the Lord, though. He works in very mysterious ways. And that Dame Jeremiah Wright. Can't somebody put him in in a cage somewhere? Can't they catch him with a butterfly net and make him go away for a few months just until after November? Please, God. Bop, 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 just won't shut the hell up. He's probably getting paid off. Remember that story I had a couple of days ago, how Bill and Swillery called him to the White House when they were having marital decisions? That's, right. That's yeah. right. And Obama, being evidently the wimp that he is, they're not using that. I'd be, I'd be plastering ads all over the place right now. Right? right. It was bad for me to be associated with Reverend Wright. Well, look at uh, these hypocrites, these mm-hmm. phony fakers. That's right. Or, or something else that sounds like faker, but taker no effers oh 926 votes on chris's poll that means you're going to go over a thousand soon you know what what we got the new one on there to change for the weekend all right i don't like this poll i mean I, i don't i don't mind it but it's just the stuff that sean put on there so goofy man so stupid and what does it have to do with the nfl draft anyway Good question. Yeah. I mean, come on, let's put something... I'm farting in the chair again, but not like yesterday. Yesterday, I actually thought I would penetrate the material of this chair. Wow. Like like a laser beam. Yeah. You know what I mean? And drill right through it. Mm -hmm. What makes you fart the worst? 9.27, we got. Baked beans, 106. I'm sorry, 166, excuse me. Eggs 107. Dairy products 95. That was a late addition too. Thank you, Brandon. Dairy. I mean, dairy makes you fart like a racehorse. Bear, beer 81, black beans 72, veggie 71, burrito 61, especially if it's got beans in it. A bean burrito. Mhm. Chili 57. Onions 57. I love onions. Oh, yeah. Remember I told you about those onions? Sure. Um, what were they? Sautéed onions. Oh, yeah. At Morton's the other night? Oh, mm-hmm. God, was that good. That was a great meal. Sauerkraut, 53. Protein mm-hmm. drinks, 36. Speaking of great meals, Giovanni's in the Parkland brought great food for the guys yesterday. They raved right. about it. Including the you sauteed onions. people out there. There's only 52 left. 48 we sold and 52 still left the next day. That kind of stuff doesn't happen on this show ordinarily. It uh, it hurts when it does. But as soon as they knew that it was Petey Lenny's account... I think that was it. No. They ran. Oh, my God. They said, they don't serve those little burgers, do they? And I said, no, that's not the place. Sourcrown, 53. Protein drinks, 36. Hot wings, uh, 16. Sit-up, 16. Cheerios, 11. Curry, 10. You don't have to be a... uh, Punjab man... To have that curry. But it helps. I hate curry. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. Either. Life cereal 7, Suvlaki 6, and MSG 5. MSG makes you fart. I never heard that in my life. I think that's bogus. I see, it might make you die, but not fart. 9.30 we got. You need 70 more, then we'll change the poll. Excited about that? Very excited. Oh, boy. A rough week, man. A rough week for the old queen. Just bad, bad head cold. Or maybe it's the floor. Maybe it's the prelude to death. Who knows? To a wicked death. Remember that poll I took? Right. And there was a whole bunch of people said, we wish you would a wicked death. <laughs> That's right. Typical South Florida greetings. Mm-hmm. Die and do it soon and do it very uh, painfully. Speaking of pain, Moorestown, New Jersey. More charges have been filed against a Burlington County police officer who was recently charged with sexually assaulting three girls. Authorities announced Moore's town officer Robert Melia Jr., 38, has been charged with four counts of animal cruelty after allegedly engaging in sex acts with cows between June and December 2006. Melia and his former girlfriend, Heather Lewis, were previously charged with three counts of aggravated sexual assault and one count of criminal sexual contact with three girls in his Pemberton home from 2003 until 2006. He's being held on $510,000 bail. I guess maybe the cows didn't run away so fast. No. Or maybe the cows liked it. I, I don't know. i got a picture of this guy here. It looks like a real scumbag. Not really. I just, yeah. You know, now that we can say that, I just thought I would say it. Okay, good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Scumbag. Right. And, of course, this big story in New York, cops not guilty in groom shooting. They're having a nervous breakdown. Uh, I'm not going to suggest there's going to be riots in New York about this, but the uh, dark folks of the city are really, as usual, and rightfully so in this case, pissed off and fired up. Fired off and pissed uh, off about this, which we'll get into in a second. No calls today, by the way. Aw. What? You want to take one? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You want to take one?
2: There isn't one, but...
0: Like I I said, (laughs)
1: good. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM.
0: 1017 at 560 WQM. Here's our schedule for today. You want to mark it down on your arm? Okay. The Jerk Show 2 to 4. The Mad Dog at Daisy Dukes from 4 to 7. Joined by Joe Rose from 5 to 7. Mad Dog and Little Dog. Dolphins All Assets 7 to 9 and the DA Show 9 to
3: Midnight. Well, what's the Daisy Dukes? Sports bar type thing. A what? Well, the place is a sports bar. Daisy Dukes are really are really 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 small shorts. Right, uh, Daisy Duke used to wear. They're
0: really what?
2: Small shorts. The kind that you what wear. What are you
0: talking about? Daisy Dukes are what short shorts. What language are you
2: speaking? English. My Canadian yeah. friend. Daisy Dukes are short shorts they obviously named an establishment after the attire.
0: I see. Callers right now, caller number five. At one eight hundred, two two seven O five sixty wins a pair of season tickets for the two thousand nine Florida Panthers season.
1: All right.
0: Today only today only All 2008 Florida Panthers season tickets are half off. For details, go to FloridaPanthers.com. Tickets will be upper-level sideline. In other words, bring your own binoculars, but at least, uh, you know, it's uh, something. Right. Today, what? The price is right. Caller number five right now, 1-800-227-0560, wins a pair of season tickets for next year's Panther season. Without Jacques Martin behind the bench. He'll be upstairs... He'll be up there. Maybe the ghost of BM will be up there with him, and the ghost of Bowtie, and all those other losers, that long string of losers. Mike Keenan, his is a ghost will be up there. So there you go. Call right now, 1-800. How are we going to know when this is done? That's all. Awesome. You do this to me all the time. We had a thing yesterday with those certificates we gave away, mm-hmm. and I have no idea if we ever gave them both away or not. Of course we did.
3: Yeah. Well, how do you know that?
0: They, within seconds, they go. Free. Remember the word? What? Free. You
2: know they go yeah. for free stuff.
0: Well, I want to know if... Because I don't want to keep reading it, and then people... They'll, can, uh, rest I, right here, I will let you know. Well, who's going to tell you? Flea? Yep. Or
2: someone, or Rolly, whoever's manning the phone.
0: Uh, I see. A judge acquitted three New York Police Department detectives of all charges this morning in the shooting death of an unarmed man in a 50-bullet barrage just hours before he was to be married. Detectives Michael Oliver and Jescard Isnora were found not guilty of charges of manslaughter, assault, and reckless endangerment in the death of Sean Bell, 23, and the wounding of two of his friends. Detective Mark Cooper was acquitted of reckless endangerment. Justice Arthur Cooperman issued his verdict in the bench trial. There was no jury. Hundreds of people gathered outside the Queens Courthouse in anticipation of the verdict. The Reverend Al Sharpton called for calm. He was accompanied by Bell's fiance and other supporters on the steps of City Hall. Bell, 23, was killed just before dawn on his wedding day, November 25, 2006, he and several friends were winding up an all-night bachelor party at the Kalua Club in Queens, a strip club that was under investigation by NYPD undercover unit looking for intercomplaints of guns, drugs, and prostitution. Oh, not una prostituta. See, si. um, tickets gone. <clears throat> All right, Panther tickets are gone. Undercover detectives were inside the club, and plainclothes officers were stationed outside. Witnesses said that about 4 a.m. closing time, as Bell and his friends left the club, an argument broke out. Believing that one of Bell's friends, Joseph Guzman, was going to get a gun from Bell's car, one of the undercover detectives followed the men and called for backup. What happened next was at the heart of the trial, prosecuted by the assistant district attorney in Queens. Bell, Guzman, and Trent Benefield got into the car with Bell at the wheel. The detectives drew their weapons, and Guzman and, uh, Guzman and Benefield testified that they never heard the plainclothes identify themselves as police. Bell was in a panic to get away from the armed men, his friends testified, but the detectives thought Bell was trying to run down one of them, according to their lawyers, believed that their lives were in danger, and started shooting. I mean, like wild child. In a frantic 9-11 call, police can be heard saying shots fired, undercover units involved. A total of 50 freaking bullets were fired by five NYPD officers. Only three were charged with crimes. Oliver, who reloaded the semi-automatic in the middle of the fray, fired 31 freaking times. As Nora fired 11 times, and Cooper, whose leg was brushed by Bell's moving car, fired four times. No gun was found near Bell or his friends. Soon after his death, Sean Bell's fiancée, Nicole Paltry, legally changed her name to Nicole Paltry Bell. She's now raising the couple's two daughters, ages five and one. I tell them that Daddy's in heaven now, she said. He's watching over us. He's our guardian angel. He's with the Lord now. He's going to be here to protect us and make sure nothing happens to us. Right. Lion, Bitch. That's it's, it's all you people, you know, lie to your kids, make up all these stories to try to you know, alleviate the pain. Right. Tell them daddy's dead. He got shot by a bunch of crazy white cops. Detectives and down uh, association president, Michael Palladino, said forensic and scientific evidence presented during the seven-week trial contradicts the testimony of prosecution witnesses. But Paltry Bell's father, Leslie Paltry, said for those naysayers who said the police were doing their job, they should imagine their child in that car being shot by the police for no reason. Paul Trebell, Guzman, and Benfield have filed a wrongful death lawsuit in federal court that's been stayed pending the outcome of the criminal trial. Guzman was shot 16 times, and four bullets, too dangerous to remove, remain in his body, according to his lawyer, Sanford Rubenstein. Federal prosecutors in the Eastern District of New York have been monitoring the trial in the event of the acquittal. It's likely authorities would conduct a review to determine whether there were any civil rights violations. All three victims were African American. And the dark folks in New York are not happy. And Al Sharpton is saying, everybody be calm, everybody be calm. You know how he and uh, Jesse always keep everybody real yeah. calm. Not always get everybody whipped up into a frenzy. So, What's there to say? You know, it's justice in America. Crazy people with guns. Everybody's got guns. Let's have guns in school. Let's have guns in church. Let's have guns in shul. Sure. Let's have guns in movie theaters. Let's have guns in uh, rock concerts. Guns for everybody. Let's have guns in crackerjack boxes. Let's have guns at right. sporting events, so we can avoid all this needless bloodshed. That's right. If only everybody had a gun. Oh, look at that record gas prices again: three fifty-eight regular, three ninety-three for premium, and four twenty-three for diesel bikes. Wow. Good golly, Miss Molly. So I can throw this away, right? I, well, guess. But I guess uh, now they want me to promote this thing about today only. All 2008 Florida Panther season tickets are half off. See, I think what it means is 2009. Well, first of all, none of this makes any sense because it's 2008 to 2009. Okay. okay. Well, uh, the the 2008 season, such as it was, is over. Yeah, 07-08 is over. Yeah,
3: so 08-09.
0: Who wrote this? What what moron, what simpleton wrote this out? I don't know. I'm guessing Lee. Flea? You know, you're always talking what a great guy he is. Yes, yeah, he, maybe is. he is. I'm thinking about those pictures that he tried to send me on online. That wasn't him. Who was that? Well, well, that Steve was a, Sloan. Steve Sloan. What is another winner for you? At least they're working on our show. That's good. We like them That's a lot. That's right. Even though they're, well, they work for us, so what do you expect? Well, he's an
2: American. Maybe he can't speak good English.
0: Today only, all 2008 and 2009, Panther, for next season, okay? Christ, why can't it just say that? All Panther tickets for next season are half off. For details, go to FloridaPanthers.com. Christ. Howdy, boy, Flea. You're doing it, baby. Well, that's the blind leading the blind. You know, we got a lot of people in there. Oh, what's this place? Is this a radio station or like a diner? A lot of food in here. A lot of bugs. Now, at the risk of sounding foolish... Which wouldn't be the first time, and asking a ridiculous question. Uh, did they ever finally get a bug man to come in there, like my buddy Steve? Or, Oh, I, maybe. Not uh, that Not I've that you seen. Know. Not that I've seen, no. Because I remember sitting in that studio where you're sitting now and all the little ants running around sure. and flying nats. objects. Sure. of gnats. Gnats flying around here. And we'd say to Greg, can't, can't you like, trade it out? Get a damn exterminator in here, you jackass. And he'd go, boo hoo hoo, hoo hoo. Well, he was busy. He had a lot of uh, issues, you know.
1: Maybe now instead of eating good and getting fat, my identity was stolen and now my life is just crap. C-R-A-P, that spells me. My credit is crap.com,
0: baby. 10:31 at WQAM. i got some bad news for us. Uh-oh. Brandon sends me an email. It says at the end of the show yesterday and right now, the audio quality is so distorted and bad. Not the bits or the drop-ins. They're clear as a belly, says. Sounds like your mic volumes are turned all the way up without turning up the actual volume. So it sounds like you're talking with a mic in your mouth. He's talking
2: about on the uh, Internet stream, I presume? Right. Yeah. We were having complaints yesterday.
0: Well, we got more problems right now. We might want to alert the engineers. Hey, uh, engineers. Yeah, we told them once. And that today or yesterday? Yeah, today. So in other words, you've already had more complaints about that?
3: Uh, Yeah, we told them that it sounds a little over The streaming is all
0: screwed up again for a change? I uh, changed the poll without Chris's permission, by the way. I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. Son of I apologize. A... Will you forgive me for that? I really don't give a crap. Yeah, I can. Well, I changed it because I don't like this poll. In fact, Charlie B's polls lately, even. Well, this other one's pretty good I put up, although the choices on there are bizarre. He's. Uh, I don't know what his problem is. He ran out of material and he refuses to stop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like me. Where's that one I read to you this morning? Even, even George, who doesn't care about the poll, he. Uh... When I'm looking well, to
2: change it, I mean, you
0: said, "Come
2: on!" I don't completely don't care about it, you
0: know. Oh, it was about gas. Where do you find the cheapest gas? At what kind of station? Mm. Anyway, here's the final tally on our fart poll, Joyce. Nine hundred fifty-five vote. What makes you fart the worst? Baked beans, hundred seventy-one. Eggs, one ten. Dairy products, ninety-seven. Uh-oh. Now, does that include like yogurt? I presume. It's bad. I don't think yogurt makes me fart. I don't know. I don't eat a yogurt. I should. In fact, right now, if you really want to be nice, I could take like 10, 50 minutes and go down the street and go to the supermarket and get a bunch of yogurt. The really good stuff, you know, with the sugar in it. Mm. Dairy products, 97. Beer, 84. Veggie, 77. Black beans, 74. See, the, the problem, the, the closest place is my little convenience store across the street. Mm-hmm. Where the Chinese lady no speaking English. They don't have any real food in there. Do you know what I mean by oh, okay. that? Okay. No, I
2: mean what they have—Chinese food?
0: No, no. I, I don't mean that. All I have is ice cream, candy, snacks, I, see. I see. chips, popcorn. They don't have any real food, like cheese or even weenies or, or anything. They got sodas. No, okay. there's no real food in there. They got ice cream, man. That hasn't been invented yet. And candy bars. Oh, my God. Black bean, 74. Burrito, 61. Especially that bean burrito. Oh, my God. Chili, 59. Onions, 59. Sour kraut, 53. Protein drinks, 36. Hot wings, 18. Sit-ups, 17. Cheerios, 11. Curry, 10. Mon. Life cereal, 7. Suvlaki, 6. And MSG, 5. That's the end of that fart pool. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't mind the poll question. I just think that there's a lot of stupid things on there, like all those cereals. Regarding Neil's contract extension with WQM, here's our chance for you people all to be experts, okay? They like this kind of a poll because it lets them mostly bitch me out. Regarding the, he made the right call six. Well, how do you like that? He made the right call six. And you know something? I've got a story in here about these massive layoffs coming at New York Times and CBS is laying off everybody and their brother. I'm telling you, man, we're in a depression. We so mean, a, You can give me a, a lot of crap about it. for the fact that I signed that thing prematurely, but I saw the handwriting on the wall. When I added up all the other offers that were coming in, and they added up to oh! like that, I thought to myself, well, I need some job security, man. i got too many mouths to feed. i got too many responsibilities, too many bills. Yeah, I know that feeling. What? Well, there you go. So Wednesday, you just tell that man. You say, listen, fat ass. Yeah. i got three mouths to feed. Right. And four, counting your own. That's right. Well, no, you get fed free by us. Five, counting the doggy, but you don't eat much. You know something? See, I, you know how much I love dogs? Mm-hmm. Well, then people like you who are schleppers and who don't have two nickels to rub together, tell me about their doggy. I, I, I think to myself, well, you know... Yeah, you're I right, I should
2: cut out all of the, the luxuries. In my life.
0: dog is not a luxury, a dog is a, is an animal it's a free dog does it, you feed it for free? no does the vet give it the shots and take care of it for free? Nope. we have vet insurance you do? I, didn't know that I just put out friend. all the,
2: the luxuries in my life, like electricity
0: you have vet insurance?
2: yeah, It's an that? idiot not to you make a um, little monthly payment and uh, all your crap is taken care of like the uh, three surgeries you said to have already it's all taken care of
0: three surgeries for what? Bladder problems.
2: He gets stones.
0: He gets, oh, uh, I, I stones. can smell this coming. Just like Cordes with that thousand I had to send him for his dog. Did I ever ask you for d- uh, dog operation money? No, I'll, I'll give that to you. That's true. That's, that's right, Chris. George has never asked me for doggy money. That's good. Josh Cordes having the balls of an elephant, mm-hmm. man. He's got some freaking nerve. And you know damn well his dog didn't have any operation. He went out and got drunk again. No, his dog had an operation. What? He wouldn't lie. Who, Cordes? Right. How about that. Regarding Neil's contract extension with WQAM, he made the right call, 9. He must be a sadomasochist, 7. That's true. Things can only get better, 4. We're waiting. Why, 3. Now, that's an excellent question, you know?
1: Why?
0: Get ready for five more years of angst and grief, 2. That old toad should have just retired, 2. His career will go out, not with a bang, but with a whimper, 2.
1: <coughs>
0: like that last day I'm on, remind me of <coughs> with <Like> a whimper. <coughs> Or maybe kind of like this. Those five years will be the worst he's known yet, too. Oh, I, no, I don't think that's possible, not in this place. Oh, well, they can surprise you. Yeah, that's true. Don't underestimate He'll live to regret it, too. Still five more years of that effing bastard, one. He's, he re-signed hastily, one. He won't survive to the end of it, none, out of 35 votes. Now, that's a good poll, Charlie B. It's about time he came up with something, for Christ's sakes. God. Oh, my back hurts. I don't want to sound... I don't want to kvetch. Nobody likes to kvetch. Everybody's got their own issues, you know? Mm-hmm. But this thing, this has got to be the flu, I think. Oh, cold can be the same, you know? Cold's got aches and pains and blood in the mm-hmm. nose and stuffy nose and crap and things. Scratchy throat. I don't think I'm a scratchy today, am I? No. And thank God I'm sure as hell not coughing as much. And it's a good thing... Oh, here's... I had I lost my oxygen. I've only got three left. I forgot where I placed them, and they're by the mouse. They're by the mouse that goes to the computer that we're not using right now because the phones are on that. And right. I think Monday afternoon. Okay. At 2, if you have the time. I do. If you got the time, I got the beer. Miller. Isn't that how that's Spock Jones? Yep. It's Miller time. But anyway, uh, 2 o'clock on Monday afternoon, we'll. Um, Get that thing going. you got five five and two th- years left anyway. What's the big rush? Like if we don't get calls on today, what's the big deal with that? Right. It's going to change the array. Oh, and you know, we've got a big week coming up next week. Yeah, we do. Don't talk with that lozenge. Do, do, you know people I can't stand? People say lozenger. Why they, do people say that? They do? Everybody. Oh, everybody and their brother says that. Oh, uh, yeah. uh start talking about those lozengers. Yeah, lozenger. I've never I hear that from 30. all kinds of people, even oh, people supposedly guy. intelligent. Really? Anyway, next week, next Friday, we got the book coming out. Mm-hmm. You'll be at Gulfstream. Right. Dave Johnson will be calling in for his yearly derby uh, prediction. Yep. And what else? Oh, there's there's just all kinds of heavy-duty crap in the book on Friday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, if I was you, I'd rub my hind legs together right now and get ready to start spending that bonus. Right, on. yeah, yeah, I'd rub it. The biggest names. The best. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560
1: QAM. The sports leader. Log on. Log on to WQAM.com and sign up for the QAM. To profit off the needy. To profit off the needy. We're leaving the lot because the value has dropped. Won't come back. Won't come back. Back. Won't come back, won't come back, won't
0: come back. Yeah, that was a horrible show, by the way. I hated that show. It was Welcome horrible. Back Connor. The worst. Oh, did you like that show? It was horrible. Awful. 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 Well, we finally agree on something. Although, mm-hmm. I think you're just saying that to be, uh, I don't know. To be nice? Did you like
3: that show, Chris? You never saw it, did you? I saw it on reruns. It was, and? you know, it was after-school show. A horrible where, show. Yeah.
0: Now, wasn't that the show with John Revolta? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what Barber- was his character on that show Bimini Barberino. And who was the teacher? Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan with that silly ass mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! The the people guys who run around with silly ass mustaches like, oh my, what is that all about? I'd <coughs> be pleased to know that he's still got the same silly ass mustache. Uh, whatever. The Rim Man. Your close personal friend. He asked about yeah, you. yeah. Did he really? Yeah, he said, is that George still the same a-hole he always been? No, he didn't Uh say anything about it. Um, He didn't say a word about it. More one. I wasn't talking behind your back. Uh, Whatever. Unlike some other people who talk behind my back. Right. All your friends. Black leader in the House denounces Bill Clinton's remarks. You know, I'm so glad. Because as much as she just... I still can't get over the fact that she looks straight into the camera and she talks about counting the votes in Michigan and Florida. Hey. Well, what is she talking about? Everybody agreed that they weren't going to count, and especially in Michigan when everybody else took their name off the freaking ballot. Yeah, but she really wants them to know. Yeah, and I can't imagine why. And maybe just go right along singing their song and talking the same, the same talking heads and Pat Buchanan and uh, that bitch Rachel Maddow from Air America and all these other same stupid-ass idiots talking crap. Ba, 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 ba. So I watched some hockey last night. Yeah, how was it? It sucked. Montreal won in overtime, which really pisses me off. Really bad. Flyers blew it. They blew it right there in the last minute of regulation, and they blew it in the first minute of overtime, got it over fast. And the damn Red Wings won again. God, I hate them. Like poison. The third-ranking Democrat in the House of Representatives and one of the country's most influential African-American leaders sharply criticized former President Bill Clinton yesterday afternoon for what he called Mr. Clinton's bizarre conduct during the Democratic primary campaign. Bizarre is the understatement of all time. Representative James, how come I didn't cross out the break at 40? We sure did it, didn't we? Mm. Oh, yes. I get really nervous when I don't cross it out, and I think to myself, did we really do the break or did I forget about it? Well, you know how it is when you get to be old and senile. And febrile, whatever that means. Right. What does that mean, febrile? I don't
2: know. Did you make that
0: up? No, f e b r i l e. There's such a word, like uh, incompetent, like unable to like. Marked
3: or caused by fever.
0: Yeah, febrile. Like I don't have any fever, I don't think, although I can go get the thermometer and stick it up my ass and see what, it come, see what comes out. Well, I out. Well, oh See, I I induced that myself. Don't make me laugh. Representative James E. Clabber, an undeclared superdelegate from South Carolina, who's the Democratic whip in the House, said that black people are incensed over all of this, referring to statements that Mr. Clinton had made in the course of the heated race between Solary and Barack. Mr. Clinton was widely criticized by black leaders after he equated the eventual victory of Obama in South Carolina in January to that of Reverend Jesse Jackson in 1988, a parallel that many took as an attempt to diminish Obama's success in this campaign. In a radio interview on, in uh, Philadelphia on Monday, Clinton defended his remarks and said the Obama campaign played the race card on me by making an issue of those comments. In an interview with the New York Times late Thursday, Mr. Claiborne said, Mr. Clinton's conduct in this campaign had caused what might be an Im- irreparable breach between Bubba and an African-American constituency that once revered him. When he was going through his impeachment problems, it was the black community that bellied up to the uh, bar, Clyburn, and said, I think black folks feel strongly this is a strange way for President Clinton to show his appreciation. See, President Clinton, don't give a crap about you, dark folks, white folks. All he cares about is getting that bitch in by hook right. or by crook. Cares I'm sure yourself. that's the deal that they got worked out. Mm-hmm. You know what? Make up for Monica. Mm-hmm. Mr. Claiborne added that there appeared to be an almost unanimous view among African-Americans that Mr. and Mrs. Clinton were committed to doing everything they possibly can to damage Obama to a point that he could never win. Correct. Mr. Claiborne was heavily courted by both campaigns before South Carolina's primary in June, but he stayed neutral and continues to, vowing he wouldn't say or do anything that might influence the outcome of the race. He said he remains officially uncommitted as a superdelegate and has no immediate plans to endorse either candidate. At one point before the South Carolina primary, Mr. Clyburn publicly urged Mr. Clinton to chill a little bit. Chill, Bill. Asked Thursday whether the former president heeded his advice, Mr. Clyburn said, Yeah, for three or four weeks or so, or maybe three or four days. The Clinton campaign spokesman, Jay Carson, declined to specifically address Clyburn's statements. Look, President Clinton has an impeccable record on race, civil rights, and issues that matter to African-American community. The strongest of any president in our time, Carson said. He that in making his radio remarks on Monday. The former president was simply reacting to a deeply offensive accusation that runs counter to principles he's held and worked for his entire life. He said it. They played it. He said it. He's a liar. I never had sex with that woman, with that. Uh, this one, with that one. I never... When he wags the finger and he starts touching his nose, man, you know. He's lying and like he's dying. Bubba. Too many Bubba Mices from Bubba. I think this poll is going to go over bigger than Mary Tyler Moore, you know, and the $6 million man. Wow. I was thinking before, people that get drunk to a point, because I was thinking about in Montreal when they burned the police cars, were riding in the streets on Monday night after they beat, the eliminated the Bruins. Right. And they won that first series. I mean, it's only the first series of the playoffs. And the animals there, the crazy frogs in Montreal, were out in the streets, just busting up cars and setting them on fire and cop cars and stuff. And I was thinking about people that get so drunk that they act so bizarrely. And I remember at the beginning, one of the first lines of the movie in Network. And it was William Holden and Peter Finch with that scene in the bar, Mm -hmm. and the announcer says, the narrator says, and the two old friends got properly pissed. Right. Remember that? That's better than improperly. Yeah, don't get improperly pissed. The, The Brits, they use a lot of really, I mean, like, piss off. Right. 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 In America, we say, F off. Or screw off. But the Brits say, piss off. To which I say, yeah, uh-huh. But to silly people, silly-ass Brits, that's the problem in the world, silly people. All the religionists, all the crap, all the time. Look at Jeremiah Wright, and look at this Haguey uh, H- Hagueis uh, guy that the McCain's got. All these Getskis man. If, if they just Schmidt can it, that's what you ought to do with all this religious crap. Schmidt can it. Yeah, right. Put a cap on it. Put a lid on it. Ha- have like a, a deadline. Like El Cinco de Mayo would be good. We can celebrate both the Mexican Independence Day and the end of religion in the world. If only. Just put a, in, in, in those last couple days, just go wild, man. Hey, I, have the heebie-jeebies. Go running around and have all your big uh, ceremonies and all that crap. Oh, here's that one
2: here. probably listened to 50,000 phone calls. Callers to the program, they're
1: young, they're old, they're smart, they're dumb. Probably mostly, they're lonely.
2: I find it hard to believe sometimes that we have people that listen to the program from the time it goes on till the time it goes off, five days a week, 52 weeks a year. These people listen when I'm not even
1: on the show, and I'm not listening when
0: I'm not on the show. And a boy, Bob, you tell him Bob McCown. He's a great broadcaster. I told you that before. One of the few that I really respect. He does a uh, sports thing on the fan here for like 30 some years. He's kind of like the Neil Rogers of sports. Does that sound arrogant for me to say it that way? No. No. In other words, he and I have a lot in common. We don't take any crap. And we understand the audience for what they are. You know what I'm saying? Not that we don't have a lot of very nice people out there, especially Mm -hmm. with that ratings coming out next Friday. Although it's too late for that. That thing is long since over, you know, for the winter book. I'm predicting a disaster. Okay, great. No, I'm predicting uh, a disaster. I don't know what to predict. Who knows? Who knows what March might bring? You know, that song by Al Jolson? Which one? about bringing Mayflowers, flowers? I don't remember how it goes. April, April showers? April showers. Oh, don't tell me you've got Al Jolson there. i got a lot yeah, of Al Jolson. When I was Jolson. a kid, had those old Victrolas, you know? Remember the old Victrolas? Have you ever seen one of those? I don't
2: have two Al Jolson. I'm sorry. I have Mammy and Miss Lori. Yes, by the way, in answer to Old Victrola. Question.
0: with the 78 with those big, thick needles on there? Oh, yeah. Even, yeah, I'm, even I'm not old enough for that. That stuff was huge. What do you mean by that? He was huge, yeah. He was big. You don't ask me why. Exactly. You think about style, style? I don't know. He was just a good showman, that's all. He put on a good show, you know. Good act. I guess. When April showers. I, it was all, you know. I'll have to a, go get that. Don't go get it. Please go don't start it. playing Al Jolson. For crying out loud, we got over five Today. years to go. Here's that poll result on um, Charlie B's very, very scientific poll. Well, I noticed that uh, your buddy Footsie kind of changed around his whole poll. They stopped doing the burritos or whatever, and he's doing something about the uh, uh, property tax and the thing on the ballot this fall in, in Florida. Actually, like a, an issue thing. Really? As opposed to where's the best toilet paper. What restaurant's got the best toilet paper? Well, I'll tell you, a Paul, that we might actually do someday. What restaurant in South Florida's got the best tea rooms? Okay. Ruth Chris always has magnificent bathrooms. And usually with the ice in the urinals, you know? Oh, yeah. If there's not ice in the urinal, I feel like I don't even want to pee in it. 81 votes on our new poll regarding Neil's contract extension with WQIM. 84 votes. He made the right call, 29. 26. He must be a sadomasochist, 10. Get ready for five more years of angst and grief, 7. Still five more years of that effing bastard, 7. Yes. Why? Six. Things can only get better. Six. He'll live to regret it. Six. He re-signed too hastily. Four. He won't survive to the end of it. Four. Look what's happening to me the last couple of days, man. I'm sick. Sick. Those six to five years will be the worst he's known yet. Four. That old toad should have just retired. Two. And his career will go out not with a bang, but with a whimper. Two. With a whimper
1: name. The best talent. he is Neil oh, Rogers. Sports Radio five, six. Oh, Here she comes now saying moaning, moaning.
0: Hello everyone, this is the real Billy Idol. I'm not American. Shoot him down, turn around and come on moaning. But someone will be crowned the next American Billy Idol. Nice haircut. It's 1101 at 560 WQM. Happy Friday to you. Thank you. Next uh, Friday is going to be a really pressure packed day. Yeah. You don't think? I do think. You don't get excited about these things like... uh, Oh, you
2: can't see. I'm jumping up and down. You just can't see.
0: Is he, Chris? Is he jumping on it? I'm bouncing around. Yes, he's like doing a jig. John McCain is in New Orleans today to visit... Oh, that was yesterday. To visit the Hurricane ravaged Ninth Ward and bolster support for his presidential campaign. The visit is part of his Time for Action tour, but a group of progressive activists were playing some action of their own during the Republican candidate's visit. The presumptive nominee, as they keep saying. I wish they'd stop saying that. Presumptive nominee. MoveOn.org is planning to present McCain with a petition calling on him to reject the support of a radical right-wing preacher who said Hurricane Katrina was a manifestation of God's wrath against New Orleans because the city was planning to host a gay pride parade. The group is gathering virtual signatures. The petition reads John Hagee continues to blame the people of New Orleans for the catastrophe of Katrina. Senator McCain, if you reject intolerance and bigotry, reject Hagee's political support and stop courting hate mongers like him. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah. McCain was speaking at Xavier University in New Orleans after a tour of the Lower Ninth Ward yesterday morning. Move on plan to present the petition during that speech. Well, how come this is like uh, it's yesterday's story, but how come it's like in a past tense? Hagee's got a history of bigoted comments and stood by his New Orleans remarks just days ago. And McCain's strategy is intentional. He's been working hard to court far-right leaders like Jerry Fall Fallball. How can he court him now? Did I just dream that he croaked? Who? Huh? Jerry Fallwell? And John Hagee, despite their hateful views. even when he was, you're, you're on another planet today. Don't, don't worry. Just don't. Oh, decide. okay. Yeah, but he did croak. I know that. Even when he was pressed about Hagee's hateful views, McCain said he was glad to have his endorsement. Move on, says in an email to supporters encouraging them to sign the petition. John McCain is relying for political support on a man who preaches bigotry and exclusion who spreads the kind of hate that allowed Katrina to become a man-made tragedy. While the media is focused on his New Orleans visit, we need to call him on it. A McCain spokesman was unamused by the petition plan, unamused. McCain's campaign spokesman, Brian Rogers, tells The Swamp, John McCain has clearly stated he rejects these types of statements. It's unfortunate that at a time when he's bringing people together in New Orleans, the left-wing liberal group MoveOn.org is engaged in the same old divisive political attacks that the American people are so sick and tired of. Right. It's okay to be carrying on about Jeremiah Wright. That's okay, because that's the other side. Hagee's also been criticized for disparaging Catholics, Muslims, and gays and lesbians. The Democratic Party called by McCain to renounce Hagee earlier this year. He said he didn't agree with all of Hagee's positions, but he hasn't specified which specific statements he disagrees with. We need to let Senator McCain know he can't use New Orleans for a photo op, while still, according to the political support of hate mongers like Hagee, move on, says New Orleans deserves better, and America does too. Amen to that. Old toad. Nasty, old, temperamental toad. I think him and Bubba ought to elope. Good plan. Well, here's the poll results from Indiana. Tighter than a witch's earlobe. This is the latest Indiana poll. Obama, 48. Swillery, 47. Okay. I Similar- guess. What? I said, all right. Similar poll conducted March 31 to April 2, found 49% for swillery and Obama 46, so he's moved ahead by one after trading by three. The new poll asked which candidate had run the more negative campaign. 48% said swillery, 23% said Obama, and 21% equal. The WSBT South Bend Tribune poll conducted by telephone April 23rd and 4th, in other words, last couple of days. Tighter than can be. And, of course, when you come right down to it, does it really, I mean, other than psychologically, does it really make a difference if he wins or loses, if it's going to be that within one or two points? Right. Do you know how many delegates she picked up net in Pennsylvania with her almost 10-point win? About 30? No. Nine. Oh, nine. She got 83 delegates, he got 74. She picked up nine delegates is all. Hmm. And she ain't going to win Indiana by no nine and a half points. You can go, you can take that to the bank. She probably ain't going to win it. Period. In North Carolina, she's in spite of all these ads that the right wingers are running. She's uh, going to take a drubbing. A now, here's the voice of here's the voice of reason, which proves that too many oxies are not good for your mind. Okay. Talk show host Rush Limbaugh is sparking controversy again after he made comments calling for riots in Denver during the Democratic National Convention this summer. This is a crazy person who ought to be put away somewhere. He said the riots would ensure a Democrat is not elected as president, and his listeners have a responsibility to make sure it happens. Riots in Denver, the Democrat Convention would see to it that we don't elect Democrats, Limbaugh said during his radio broadcast Wednesday. He then went on to say it's the best thing that could happen to the country. Isn't
2: um, you uh, know, that illegal, yeah. inciting a riot?
0: Yes, except for him.
2: I see. Just check. He can
0: basically go on here and do whatever he wants. I guess. Apparently, Limbaugh cited Al Sharpton, saying the Barack Obama supporter threatened the superdelegates that there's going to be trouble if the presidency is taken from Obama. Several callers called into the radio show to denounce Limbaugh's comments, when he later stated, "I'm not inspiring or inciting riots. I'm dreaming of riots in Denver." Oh yeah, I definitely see the distinction. Right. Oh yeah. Limbaugh said, "With massive riots in Denver, which he called Operation Chaos, the people on the far left would look bad." There won't be riots at our convention, Limbaugh said, the Republican National Convention. We don't riot. We don't burn our cars. We don't burn down our houses. We don't kill our children. We don't do half the things the American left does. No, you just send a bunch of kids over to Iraq to get killed is what you do. And kill hundreds of thousands of innocent people who uh, could be alive today instead. But nevertheless. And rape the public. Your president and his Saudi buddies banned our Bush and that whole bunch of well-dressed goyim. Thank you for the record gas prices, Mr. President. 358 for regular now, 393 for premium, and 423 for diesel. They just put it up for me on CNN as I was going into that. Is that good timing or just blind luck? Luck. Both, yeah. Anyway, Rush says he believes electing Democrats will hurt America's security and economy and appeared to call his listeners to make sure that doesn't happen.
2: Gee, what a surprise.
0: We do, hopefully, the right thing for the sake of this country, the Nazis said. We're the only one in charge of our affairs. We don't farm out our defense if we elect Democrats. And riots in Denver at the Democratic Convention will see to it we don't elect Democrats. And that's the best damn thing that can happen to this country as far as I can think, Limbaugh said. As far as he can think. Popping too many oxys, man. Rotted what used to be a mediocre brain. Later, Limbaugh downplayed his Dreaming of Riots in Denver statement and said he wasn't calling for riots and was referring to warnings of trouble of superdelegates to decide the nomination at the Democrat National Convention, which has nothing to do with what he really said. And you know damn well that they're not going to overturn the will, because uh, then there will be some real tourists if they try to do that. Mm -hmm. Limbaugh's comments prompted Denver Mayor John Hickenlooper to say, anyone who would call for riots in an American city has clearly lost their bearings. Lost their bearings, in other words, and of course people who listen to him have also lost their bearings a long time ago. The ditto heads. The diminishing number of them, by the way. Good. And the fact that we kick his ass in most every book, even with our diminished ratings on this station, which are scandalous and a result of horrendous mismanagement and lack of promotion, but nevertheless, we still usually beat the crap out of him. In spite of all the ballyhoo and all their billboards. Oh, we're clear, Clear Channel. We own all the billboards. Yeah, good for you. Cheap bunch of bastards. Phonies. Phony baloney. I'm putting Neil on the market. I'm accepting offers. I'm, uh, oh, remember that story, that Ellie Brucker story? As soon as I read that, I should have known. This wasn't about me. It wasn't about you. It wasn't even about Fat Chris. It was all about Norma. I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and I'm, and you know what he did? What? You you know what he did. I know what he did. Now, be nice now. You may need to call for Wednesday's lunch. Right. Because he hates you like poison. Whatever. But well, he denies it, but I know he does. Yeah,
2: well, the difference between uh, him doing something for me and not is negligible.
0: Well, now, what does that mean? I thought it would be obvious. Come on, Norma. You can do it. That's all right. Not... No, thanks. <clears throat> I'm good. He could be there at lunch with you guys. That's all right. Which would really piss off uh, Joe. Joe hates him, too. I don't blame him. Although, everybody, Joe's got a problem with, you know... The Marlins and with, uh, of course, that's okay because the Marlins are a bunch of idiots, like David Sampson. They hate each other like poison. Who else is it that hates Jolly Joe? I forget. I hear Joe Rose talking about it all the time. Is it somebody in the Dolphins organization? I don't know. Tom Jicka. Oh, oh that's, there's another one, Tom Jicka. which is why we got such a great story out of Tom on the Sun Of course, if he would, if he would left a phone number, I would have called him back, and he could have written a story if he really wanted to. See. I I really, I mean, he wrote the blog, which was a nice thing. He's written some nice pieces recently through all of this angst I've gone through the last few months here. But if he really wanted to write a story about my re-signing here and doing this new deal, he knows the number because he called her two or three times and left messages and never left a return number. And the one day when he says, I know you're at Woodbine, but, uh, you know, if you're back within a half hour, how can I be back? Am I in a helicopter or what? You could be. You fly. Now, Fat Chris ought to be asking me in my current physical state, should I be going to Woodbine tomorrow at 5 in the morning? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, you better watch it, because uh, if you don't, I'm going to look at that picture of you again uh-huh. from yesterday. I'll take a better one.
3: I'm then, well, let's today. just look
0: at it this way. Some people don't photograph well. Sure. Some, some people photograph very well, and then when you see them in person, it's like, gee, is that the person that was in the picture? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then, there are just some people who are uh-huh. grotesque.
1: The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Thanks.
0: I guess we missed the memo on the new format. The one about screaming. We could do that. Not... Blaming. Not that oh, kind of screaming, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but screaming, like Joe Rose does and the Jerks does. And he starts that show every day, and usually I try to get out of here before that music starts. Yeah, but Screaming and puking and wailing. Now, is that to get the attention of the audience, to make sure that they know he's on?
2: I, I think that's well, the might idea. might not be a good idea, by
0: the way. 143 votes on our poll did I screw up or what? And so far, 37 said I made the right move. How do you like that? Iran. What do you think?
2: I voted for, uh, what was it? Get ready for five more years of angst and grief.
0: Oh, I'm ready. I'm not expecting anything to change. Like that thing with the streaming today? Is that still going on, or do we know? We don't know. I don't know. And it's waiting the end of to hear back off, from by Eric. the way. What? I'm waiting to hear back from Eric. Well, Eric better uh, give us a little heads up and heads down. You know what they call that?
2: No. In Orlando. No. What? It's illegal.
0: Oh. Um, So we know about that. So end of Pesach, I told you it was more than one or two days. You can go in, man. You think you know something. Sitting there reading a calendar. Like, I don't know that Passover goes on for like days and days and ever. Why would you stock up with 50,000 pounds of matzah if it was only for one day? I give
2: up. Because you like it?
0: Now, I'm trying to think of who it was. Which sales hole and which station? Was it this station or was it IOD? Where they tried to talk me into that... LASIK surgery? Uh, Periodically
2: it it comes up, so I think probably both places.
0: And I'm I'm pretty sure it was here because it was screwing and got all bent out of shape. Oh, well, why won't he do it? And I tried to explain to her, I don't make myself into a human guinea pig like Mr. Ego for uh, to sell spots. I'm not interested in anybody slicing into my eye, okay? I'm not interested. I don't Don't care how they do it. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay? I'm sure it was on this station. Well, why will not he do it? We don't understand. Why? why? Because I don't want to. Let somebody go slice your eyes. Patients harmed by LASIK eye surgery alternated between fury and despair today as they told federal health officials of suffering years of eye pain, blurred or double vision, even of people driven to suicide. Why won't Neil do it for us? I don't understand what's wrong with him. He won't cooperate with the sales department. He's always such a bastard. Go find another guinea pig, bitch. Too many Americans have been harmed by this procedure, and it's about time the message was heard, said David Shell of Washington, D.C., who had LASIK in 98, and says he hasn't experienced a moment of crisp, good quality vision ever since. Let me say it again. He says he hasn't experienced a moment of crisp, good quality vision since. Colin Dorian was a college student when he was told he wasn't a good LASIK candidate, but went ahead anyway, and his father, Gerald, described six years of eye pain and blurred vision before reading his son's suicide note to an FDA panel. I can't and won't continue facing this horror, he said. Matt Kotzevoulis actually worked for the Duke Eye Center. We had a more sophisticated LASIK procedure in 2006 and said doctors classified him as a success because he now has 20-20 vision, something Kotzevoulis charged as a deceptive industry practice. For the last two years, I've suffered debilitating and unremitting eye pain, he said. Patients don't want to continue to exist as helpless victims with no voice. How do you like that? Mm Mm-hmm. A decade after LASIK hit the market, the FDA is taking a new look at whether warnings about its risks are appropriate and pairing with eye surgeons for major study to better understand why, who has bad outcomes and why. Most LASIK recipients do walk away with CRISPR vision and the American Society for Cataract and Refractive Surgery reviewed studies showing about 95% of patients say they are satisfied with their outcome. But not everyone's a good candidate and an unlike, a likely fraction, unlucky fraction do suffer life-changing side effects, poor vision even with glasses, painful dry eyes, glare, or inability to see or drive at night. All of these things. How big are the risks? The FDA agrees that about 5% of patients are dissatisfied with LASIK. How many struggle daily with side effects? How many are less harmed but unhappy they couldn't completely ditch their glasses? The range of effects on patients' quality of life is a, a, a big unknown. And the reason the FDA held a public hearing today is part of its new move. Clearly, there's a group who are not satisfied and don't get the kind of results they expect. Dr. Daniel Schultz, the FDA medical device chief, the study should help us predict who those patients might be before they go ahead and have the procedure. And then, oops, oh, too late. Sorry. Sorry, mister. About 7.6 million Americans have undergone some form of laser vision correction, including the $2,000 per eye LASIK. LASIK is quick and, if no problems occur, painless. Doctors cut a flap in the cornea, the clear covering of the eye, aim at a, a, of the eye, aim a laser underneath it, and zap to reshape the cornea for sharper sight. This is so poorly, even you couldn't read it. Doctors advise against LASIK for one in four people who seek the surgery, said Dr. Kerry Solomon of the Medical University. Do you hear those sirens again? Not yet. You can't hear them?
2: Not yet. There they are. Wow.
0: said Dr. Kerry Solomon of the Medical University of South Carolina, who led a review of LASIK safety for the ASCRS. Their pupils may be too large or corneas too thin, or they may have some other condition that increases the risk of poor outcome. Solomon estimates that fewer than 1% of patients have severe complications that leave poor vision. Other side effects, however, are harder to pin down. Dry eye, for example, can range from an annoyance to to so severe that people suffer intense pain and need surgery to retain what little moisture their eyes form. That's the kind of question the FDA's new study is being designed to answer. Dry eye is common even among people who never have eye surgery and increases as people age. Solomon says that 31% of LASIK patients have some degree of it before the surgery and that about 5% worsen afterward. But dry eye specialist Dr. Craig Fowler of the University of North Carolina says other research suggests 48% of patients experience some degree of dry eye, at least temporarily after LASIK. Cutting the corneal flap severs nerves responsible for stimulating tear production. And how well those nerves heal in turn determines how much dry eye lingers long term, he said. Steve Alamo was singing, every day I have to cry some. Remember Steve Alamo? No, you don't. No. You don't? However. But it was really great to have those 78 RPM. And like I said, when you would drop them, that was it. There was yeah, no chance that they would crackers. crack and crumble into like you know chunks. Kind of like I'm coughing up right now. If you not, not enough, though. I'd be real happy if I was coughing up the real goopy green, you know, and mm, brown stuff. Real Swirl. dark green. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Are
1: they serious complications? Well, in addition to today's hearing, the FDA and eye surgeons will conduct a major study, and they hope that they'll be able to better predict the type of laces. I think they're
0: listening to the show. Whatever story I do, then they're on top of it. You know that? Mm-hmm. We talk about the gas prices. All of a sudden, oh, they put attendance? up all the national gas prices. Won't help. Believe you me. You've lost me forever. I'll tell you that. All you grave robbers at CNN. Get them off the air now. <laughs>
1: The the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Log on. Log on to w- <laughs> wqam.com and sign up for. That <laughs> spring, I guess I'll ride my shin. Three dollars and thirty-seven cents a gallon. It'd be cheaper to fill my tank with
0: gin. I'll give it a shot. 33 27 to noon QM, we got the Jerk Show at 2, and then Mad Dog at Daisy Dukes, joined by Joe Rose from 5 to 7. Now, I'm sure that's draft intensive. Am I right? I'm sure it will be. Oh, boy. Now, what's the deal with that? I probably shouldn't even mention it because then you'll play it again. That horrible thing with the uh, voice of God about the draft and uh, the clock is...
3: What, what is that? Yeah, yeah, play it. Did we just play that before the show? That was the ID that they played to go out. Oh, so we didn't play it. No, we don't play that. I oh. can if you'd like. That's no. Plenty. We
2: can. We can uh, hook up. I can up. play that as no. the ID
3: for the today instead of the... you know, the No, because
2: it's important. No.
3: All right, I'll play don't it. Don't do you. it.
2: Okay, done.
0: I'm just curious because, you know, we're your dolphin station. We want to be really draft intensive, baby. Could anything be more important than who's going to run fast and jump high? It's only like who's, a 30-second the lineman is going to suit up next? Eric Kumaro is going to suit up for the Dolphins. I'll never forget that lackluster Joe Zagaki saying that in IOD that day, and I thought, why does he sound like so excited about it? Eric Kumaro is going to love the welfare. Yeah, big deal. And who the hell ever heard of Eric freaking Kumaro? How did that work out, Chris? Don't know. I don't think I was really watching him much back then. No. Doug Thompson says Hillary Clinton's racist appeal. One expects racism from Republicans. The part of the elephant could merge with just about any white supremacy group and not miss a beat. Hell, most people wouldn't see any difference. But overt racism from a Democrat is something else, although it shouldn't surprise anyone that swillery Rodham Clinton would use racism in her anything-goes quest for the Democratic presidential nomination. Exit polls from Tuesday's Pennsylvania primary shows nearly a fifth of those who went to the polls admit racism determined how they voted. And that's just those who admitted it. Most racists will swear on a stack of Bibles that they don't hate blacks. Hillary Clinton won Pennsylvania because she panted to the overt racism that exists among blue-collar whites, as well as the latent racism and too many others. She won because the bulk of her appeal comes from the less educated, the less tolerant, and the less intelligent among us. If you're a stupid, illiterate, gun-toting white hick, you probably voted for Hillary. And so did your ignorant, baby-popping, big-haired wife, as well as that bleach-blonde barmaid that you're seeing on the side. Now, before you hoist your stars and bars, clean your Your AR-15 hunt me down as another Northeastern liberal who looks down his nose at just plain folk. Remember that I can talk about chicken fried racism with some authority because I'm a product of that culture. A son of the South, raised in the Bible Belt where Southern Baptists sowed wild oats on Saturday night and then went to church on Sunday and prayed for crop failure. Where I come from, the guys with the John Deere hats talk about how they voted for Hillary in the Virginia Democratic primary because it'll be a cold day in hell before I vote for the nigger. But racism in America is not limited to the guy with 185 bowling average and who has Confederate mud flaps on his pickup. It's not limited to those out-of-work Pennsylvania rednecks who drink Boilermakers. Racism is alive and well in the halls of power in Congress, on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, and in the boardrooms of America's largest corporations. Many Americans talk a good game when it comes to race equality, but there's still Bubbas in their hearts and minds, and Bubbas hate and distrust anything that ain't lily white and just like themselves. And those racists are gathering around their candidate of choice, a bleach-blonde carpetbagger who adapts herself to whatever political environment it takes to win an election. Hillary Rodham Clinton may not really be one of their own, but in this race, she's white, and for them, that's all that matters. boy, Doug. See, he, he and I are about the only two people in the whole country who use that term, redneck, uh, as far as... Yeah. That, I'm not talking about everyday conversation, but as far as in the media, you just don't hear that. Nobody in the... none of these nope, talking heads nope, talk about nope, the redneck nope, vote. Nope. Am I right? Yes. And that's why I was starting. I interrupted myself. Maybe it was yesterday because I was under the weather. Under the weather. They said it again. I don't know what it means. I felt like crap. How's that? All right. I still feel like crap, but not as as much crap as yesterday. And I haven't had one coughing fit on the air today. you proud of me? Yes, I am. It's getting already almost to noon. Didn't even have to lean on them cough drops. Well, I I got a couple here. Not enough. I probably ought to go across the street and get some more oxygen. Hall's oxygen, sugar free. Yeah, you don't get that piped in for free. 182 vote on the poll. What was that first one? Oh, about fart smells. Boy, I'm sure glad mm-hmm. I Schmidt canned that. What? What? Uh, you know, Charlie, you, you did a good job for a long time. You made a good effort, but and maybe I miss some. He did. He resent re- me the possum one, right? And he chewed me out. He said, that was for George, damn it! I wrote it on the top of the page. That was for George, you idiot. I don't want it. Yeah, he don't want any part of it. Okay, George is going to do a poll on, yeah, have you ever killed a possum? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you did a poll on, have you ever killed an animal? Okay. I mean, I've killed guppies when I was a kid in school. We used to, I sure. told you. ants, lizards. Right. Roaches. Oh, yeah. George smokes them. I step on them. Have you ever killed a possum? Hey, you know something, even Footezy would turn that down. Even Probably. he would say, "Oh, I don't think so." Regarding Neil's contract, who's that kid on CNN? De- Declan Rollins. Now, Where's that? He was,
2: you know, dressed like me and had his hair nice and thick. Oh fixed. boy,
0: what is it? Deer he? he like, like a nice? I'm, what is it? I said, "Did dear Did dear." Yeah, he's a Yahoo. Oh, in Chesterfield. Where the hell's Chesterfield?
1: 100 or so, established in 1785. If there was ever a model for small-town America, this is it. <laughs> for people here, high school sports are the major source of entertainment and pride. The nearest shopping mall, the nearest theater to Chesterfield, is 40 miles away. So what do high school kids do after school? Each other. Well, a lot of them hang out across the street from the feed store. That's where we found Barry. There's apps, a real redneck. Class. There's a young a redneck. He says Shelton never came here.
0: No, 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 no. He I'm TV. Three. That's a redneck.
1: Did they isolate themselves from the rest of the kids?
0: Well, uh, they sit outside, but I mean they weren't. They sit outside. I mean, that's a real redneck right there. Take a snapshot. No thanks.
3: 187.
0: He made the right call, Neil, on his new deal. 46. He'll live to regret it. 23. He resigned too hastily. 17. Schmidt, five more years of that effing bastard, 16. Why? 15. Neil must be a sadomasochist, 14. Things can only get better, 14. Hold your breath. <gasps> Ooh. Get ready for five more years of angst and grief, 11. He won't survive to the end of it, 9. That's what you think. I'll be here just to be a bastard. Those five years will be the worst he's known yet, 9. His career will go out, not with a bang, but with a whimper, 8. <laughs> And that old toad should have just retired. Only five. Wasn't well, that sweet? Out of one eighty-seven. On
2: our mm-hmm. new poll. It's not bad, huh? I said that's not bad.
0: Forty-seven said he made the right call. Unlike George, who said I should negotiate it for him a much better deal. I should have told Norm to say, "Oh, Neil's not signing until you get at least four hundred thousand a year for George." There you go. And a hundred thousand a year for Chris. Sure. Yeah. Don't forget Boca while you're at it. And 500000 a year for chicken ass. Sounds like a big sport. The
1: biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Log on. Log on to WQAM.com and sign up for the QAM Mock Draft Challenge. For your, your, your chance to win season tickets to the 2008 Miami Dolphin season. Brought to you by Expert Claims Adjusters, Helping you, the insured, weather the storm. Presidente, on draft day, make sure you're at Daisy Dukes for Ice Cold Presidente Specials. Vitamin Water. Try it. Sports Radio. 560 QAM. If i the thing I ever saw. You're a little goof. Dog, you never have lived in New York, so change your mind run in Illinois. Hillary! We don't believe that you're a Yankee fan. No, sir! You're a dope-beating black Democrat. Hillary from Markinsall. You fair. H-I-L-L-A-R-Y! Hillary! Hillary!
0: 14 to noon to QM. Now, we get an update from Eric on whether we're um, puking gravelly on the uh, feed?
3: Still has not answered. Really? They said it was on a uh, long-distance call or something. Yeah. Haven't heard from Brandon about
0: whether it ever cleared up. Somebody would think on MySpace or somewhere, a fax, uh, uh, a message in a bottle, one of those planes, um, uh, one of those uh, banner planes, you know? Sure.
2: Generally speaking, the complaints keep coming in until uh, the problem clears up. Yeah. I haven't gotten any lately. Really? Right. I'm wondering.
0: Somebody will have the decency to tell us, you know. It wouldn't take Eric that long to say it's just fine right now and uh, bug off. You but know, maybe like they that. can't
2: understand what we're saying and we're asking a question.
0: They can't understand what we're saying? It's that bad? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. North Carolina Republican leaders are standing by a TV ad critical of Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama despite the session in their own ranks and two stations' refusal to even air it. Republican National Committee member Linda Shaw said yesterday she was shocked that her colleagues decided to produce and air the ad, which shows Obama with his former pastor, Jeremiah Wright, and a clip of Wright's anti-U.S. comments. I don't support it, Shaw said. I had nothing to do with it, and I'm very disappointed. Shaw, a longtime party leader, said she repeatedly urged state party chairwoman Linda Davies to withdraw the spot. John McCain asked party officials not to run the ad on Wednesday and again Thursday. I can't dictate to the North Carolina Republican Party what their message is, but I condemn it. And I can't appeal to the overwhelming, I can't appeal to the overwhelming majority of Republicans in the state of North Carolina, McCain said, while campaigning in New Orleans. What is all that racket out there, man? You hear it? No. Is there a din? One of those big-ass trucks. You can't hear that? Nope. God, finally stop. Yeah, cut the crap. Doing a high-paid radio show here, you jackass. Have a nice day, eh? State GOP spokesman Brent Woodcox said that officials still plan to air the ad Monday, beginning with the evening newscasts. He said the party hadn't completed details on the size of the ad by. Despite the ad's focus on Obama, Woodcox has said it's aimed at Democratic gubernatorial candidates Richard Moore and Bev Purdue, Both have endorsed Obama and Illinois Senator. The ad was posted online Wednesday. WRAL-TV in Raleigh and WSOC-TV in Charlotte have declined to run the spot, Woodcox and station officials said. Jim Hefner, Vice President and General Manager of WRAL, said the station had determined the ad was inflammatory and decided not to run without knowing that McCain and National Republicans had objected to it. Democratic Party officials have criticized the ad. On Thursday, State Democratic Party Chairman Jerry Meek urged Republican Senator Elizabeth Dole to use her power to keep it off the air. As the highest-ranking Republican in the state, you have both the ability and responsibility to erase this stain on our state, Meek said in a letter to Dole. Your silence tells North Carolinians that you'll also sanction similar gutter tactics in your own campaign," Dole said in an interview. "She don't want to get involved. I'm concentrating on getting my work done here in the Senate. I'm just going, not going to get into uh, referring a third-party political ad that has nothing to do with my race," she said. Obama campaign questioned McCain's efforts to get the ad off the air. "The fact you hear all the honking now?
2: No, the honky. Yeah, I hear The
0: honkies. I've been hearing it for hours, almost two. You hear that? No." What is going on out here? Like these, the, the city's gone crazy.
3: Crazy. So, Eric yes. says, Neil and the other audio sounds are much better, but George's mic is real hot. Too hot.
2: I don't know why that is. You level everything off on yeah, the board, right? So, okay.
0: so, I don't know. Sounds okay to me on this end. Well, what is this, this isn't on the air, though, is it? This is on the stream. Just on the stream. Hmm. We hope. If it was on the air, we'd be getting at least four or five complaints. Right. To. The fact that Senator McCain can't get his own party to take down this misleading personal attack ad raises serious questions about his promise to the American people that he'll run a civil, respectful campaign, said Obama campaign spokeswoman Harry Sivugan. Sv- North Carolina holds its presidential primary, May 6, with 115 delegates at stake. I just looked at the newest North Carolina poll. He's 25 points ahead. Obama. Well, here's the Indiana poll. It's the one I told you before. Obama 48, Clinton 47, 5% unsure. That's the brand new uh, up-to-date. He's one point ahead. And like I said, if it, you know, either way, if it turns out within a couple of points, she's not going to pick up any real number of delegates there. She can't win. There's no mathematical way for her to win. None. Good. Cannot happen. Good. Well, well they're trying, boy.
2: The media's trying for her.
0: Oh, they sure are.
2: The establishment.
0: They don't want some outsider coming on in there, some uh, you know hotshot outsider, talking about change. They don't want change. They want the status quo, baby. They want their money in everybody's pocket. They want to be able to raise the price of gas. And in fact, they're predicting here, a buck eighty a liter by this summer. Oh, nice. Whatever that means. Well, there's three point six liters per gallon, so you yeah, think, you, you know, want to okay. do math? What no, Sounds I... to me like nah. about six bucks a gallon. I already
2: bleeding out the ears just from you saying. You know this. what I said? Nope. Six bucks a gallon.
0: How do you like that? Uh, I don't. And, of course, if it's like that here, that means like 550 there. It's, it's going to be a mess. Because you're, you're forgetting we're not yet into the summer driving season when they go out of their way to gouge people when they know they have mm-hmm. to drive a lot for like the Fourth of July and Independence Day and stuff like that that's coming up. Labor Day.
2: Looks like I'll be roller skating to work from now on. And
0: that's right. If you're smart, you'll get you a bicycle.
2: I had one that got stolen.
0: Well, steal somebody else's back good idea like in Amsterdam there's so many damn bicycles every time you go like to the department store like to Dubai and Corp and they have this big big area where people park all their bikes I, I still don't understand at, at the end of the day when somebody comes out to get their bike how the hell they find it uh, you know your own bike but but they all look the same 90% nah. of them look the same they're subtleties they're all black they're subtleties I mean, someone got like a flower antenna, like if my mom was there, she'd have, you know, a flower antenna. Like being in Florida, I got a flower antenna now, so I know where the car is.
2: Yeah, but everybody has a flower antenna, so. Same orange
0: ball what on the other antenna. What happened to that car, by the way? Oh, that's right, my brother, I gave the car to my brother. Huh. Anyway, here's the deal on the poll, we got 216 votes. That's not too bad, what time did we put that on there?
3: Into the show, probably about uh 10:30. Yeah, 10:20, 10:30. It was during a break, so probably 10:30 break.
0: Let's see, streaming not great. It says about 78% quality, but listening, listenable better than yesterday. Oh, yesterday I guess it was really bad. Oh, this is from Iodine. And they would they would tell us the MS Iodine because that's like faithful listeners. Boy, here come more sirens. There must be the end of the world going on out there. It's a good thing I'm in here doing a radio show. You hear it? Listen. I do now. Yeah. Wow. I can see those flashing lights. It just... It doesn't stop anymore. I wonder what that's all about. Morning, noon, and night. It just goes on and on and on. Well, thank you, Mr. President, for the increased prices in food, too, by the way. That's right. South Florida restaurant owners and bakers that use rice and flour say rising costs may soon be served up to customers. Moreover... Two major U.S. retailers this week imposed restrictions on purchases of rice in response to soaring global demand. More expensive flour poses a dilemma for restaurants such as Anthony's Coal Fired Pizza, which uses about 750 pounds of flour a week at its nine locations from Aventura to Palm Beach Gardens. Flour has doubled in price since a year ago. We've eaten most of the cost, said Anthony Bruno, founder of the Fort Lauderdale-based chain, who said he has raised the price of a few items on the menu, 25 or 50 cents. Restaurant owners hesitate to raise prices too much because they don't want to lose diners in a slowing economy. Used to abundant supplies of cheap food, U.S. shoppers were taken aback this week when grocery discounter Sam's Club began limiting customers to 420 20-pound bags of rice, citing recent supply and demand trends. Rival Costco followed suit in some stores, although not in Florida. Four shoppers at Sam's Club in Miramar Thursday had heard about the rice shortages and were concerned. I'm not happy with it, said Conrad Jackson, a Miramar resident who couldn't find his usual brand of rice. He usually buys a 20-pound bag, a big old sack. Greg Cola, an Atlanta-based rice buyer for Costco Southeast region, said that weak harvest last year in China, India, and Indonesia set off the global scramble for rice. Some countries are importing more rice from the U.S., which along with higher transport costs is causing higher domestic prices. Despite the growing demand, a pound of rice still costs under a bucket. Many South Florida stores, Publix, have seen a 30 to 60 percent increase in rice prices since January 1, said spokeswoman Kimberly Jagger. Although supplies remain more than adequate, thanks God. No shortage, we have plenty of rice in our stores, she said. Grocers have yet to ration flour, but its prices is way up for reasons to those affecting rice. A poor harvest in Australia is blamed for prices reaching a record 13.50 a bushel in late February. The cost of wheat is factored into finished goods such as breakfast, cereal, chips, crackers, frozen dinner rolls, as well as basic breads and cookies, all of which, of course, will kill you. So maybe it's not so bad.
1: Biggest name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio QAM.
0: I think I just uh, qualified for the Genius Book of Records. What'd you do? When we were doing it last um, break. Yeah. All of a sudden, nature started calling. I trying to figure yeah. out how I could strategically take care of that situation. Mm-hmm. And so once that bit started, which, how, let me let me just check. Uh, how long is it? Oh, 221. Well, it got to the countdown to two minutes. And I thought, well, I can certainly do it in two oh. minutes. And Slid I went out of the me. tea room. I did my number. I wiped very anesthetically. I want you to know that. I want you to Okay, good.
2: Yeah, you didn't uh, skip the paperwork.
0: And I came back, and there were 41 seconds left in the countdown. Very right. nice. A minute and 19 seconds. Very nice. From start to absolute finish. That might be a record. I'll keep a log. No, it's not a a record. I mean, I've done better than that. Really? But uh, but under duress. Under my dress. Wow. Now, that was, even I shocked myself when I came back and saw there was 41 seconds left. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's uh, cut all that excretory activity, okay? Let's stop talking about taking a choice. Part of life, though, you know? I don't know why everybody gets... See, there's one thing when you think about all the differences among people. Yeah. There's one thing in common. Sure. Bodily functions. Right. I don't want to go there, although we got right. that bit that you already bodily did. functions. Huh?
2: You already did go there.
0: Bodily function. There it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Got that. That's about it, Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Stop
0: it before it gets fun.
3: You trying to kill him over there?
0: <coughs> you know Sorry. Me? See, if I start laughing, then the coughing jab okay, well, don't laugh. comes back. I think by Monday I'll be back to normal. I'm sure. I don't think I'll be making any early appearance at Woodbine in the morning. Chris? Oh, well.
3: Sorry. It's okay.
0: I, I would have to be a lunatic. I mean, it was crazy enough to go Monday night, which certainly didn't help the situation. Not only did I lose a few hundred bucks, but I also um, had to make a couple of wild runs for the same purpose that I just mm-hmm. accomplished and uh, start getting a little bit of the chills, you know. Because it was freezing in there. One thing about any casino, anywhere you go, it's always freezing in there because they want to keep you awake and alert. Don't get tired because you might Rutter? go home or go to, you know, especially in Vegas. When you're staying in a hotel, they want to keep you awake and alive and alert. They pump oxygen in there. I heard that. That's true.
2: They should and do that in other places too.
0: Like you were like right there.
2: Like, yeah, I hear radio stations. You
0: no, know, they pumped really bad air in there because they to kill your Tar. ass. And that's probably why you sound like you got the mic in your mouth. That's what Brandon said. He said, I sound better now and everything else sounds okay, except George still sounds like he's got the Well, what can I say? 239 votes on the poll. Our goal is uh, 350. Well, it's the second poll of the day, you know. Will you settle for that? Sure. No, not you. Oh, Chris. What have you got to do with it? Yeah, yeah I, can I can settle do. for that. You'll settle for whatever we get. How do you like that, Mr. Hotshot?
3: Well, I was didn't want to say that, but I know that.
0: Now, I've got some hot and sour soup in the refrigerator that I could heat up. Mm-hmm. That would do Because we ordered chinks again yesterday. It's been quite a week here, man. I'll tell you, it's been an astonishing week. Did I say we ordered chinks? That's not good. That's no, so what you said. Well, that's what we ordered, Chinese food. Yeah, you wonder why all the Chinese
2: people disappeared when we took that poll?
0: That's right, because I keep saying we ordered chinks. For that's long. right. We ordered Chinese food. It's all
2: your racism.
0: I love the Chinese. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, well, you call them chinks. No,
0: they're good looking ones, guys. And so one of the things I have in there is this really, it's very strong. It's not just your regular hot and sour. I mean, it is really pungent. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like red, mm. almost red, or like orange. Bright orange. Have you ever seen anything like that? Not lately. I could heat it up now during this next break and then uh, try it, sample it on the air. Maybe right. that would do the trick. Or, or... Heat it up, then eat it up. Or, or it might send me back for more of the uh, recent. Either way, since you got that down. Either way, get it out of your system, man, when, you, when you're ill when, when you about, got the flu, get it out of your system. Keep running out of the tea room, man. Keep running in there and doing your number. All your numbers. One, a two, a three... Whatever numbers you can do, do them. You see a good number, do them.
2: Good idea. Mm.
0: Former U.S. President Jimmy Carter said Wednesday, Secretary of State Condoleezza is not telling the truth about warning she said her department gave Carter not to speak to Hamas before Middle East trip. Lying bitch is what he said. That's Condoleezza, lying bitch. sure he didn't say it, but he was thinking it. The State Department has said U.S. Assistant Secretary of State David Welch The top U.S. diplomat for the Middle East issued the warning before Carter, a veteran of Middle East diplomacy, went on his trip last week. Rice said in Kuwait on Tuesday, we counseled President Carter against going to the region and especially against having contact with Hamas. President Carter has the greatest respect for Rice and believes her to be a truthful person. However, perhaps inadvertently, she is continuing to make a statement that is not true. The statement issued by the Carter Center Atlanta said on Wednesday... No one in the State Department or any other department of the U.S. government ever asked Carter to refrain from his recent visit to the Middle East or even suggested that he not meet with Syrian President Assad or leaders of Hamas, it said. Called him a bunch of farbissin at Goyim. It said Carter attempted to call Rice before making the trip and the deputy returned his call since Rice was in Europe. They had a very pleasant discussion for about 15 minutes during which he never made any of the negative or cautionary comments described above. He never talked to anyone else, the statement said. Carter had already on Monday an interview with NPR described as absolutely false. Any suggestion he'd been warned not to meet Hamas? The U.S. is not going to deal with Hamas. We certainly told President Carter we did not think that meeting with them was going to help the Palestinians, Rice said Tuesday, while attending a conference in Kuwait. I wonder if she was shopping for shoes with some of her Arab buddies. Mm-hmm. The White House backed Rice and said events after Carter's meeting showed Hamas' true character. Carter is a private citizen, he made a decision not to comply with what the State Department asked him to do, what House spokeswoman Dana Perano told reporters on Wednesday, Perrano made an apparent reference to an attack on Saturday, in which a Palestinian suicide bomber and two other gunmen were killed when they attacked a border crossing between the Gaza Strip and Israel, wounding 13 Israeli soldiers. Actions speak louder than words, said Perano of Hamas. Hamas, which controls Gaza's view, is a terrorist organization by the U.S., the European Union, and Israel. Carter who met Hamas leader Khaled Mishal in Syria over the weekend is trying to draw the Islamist group into peace talks with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas and Israeli Prime Minister the Far- Ehud Olmert but Rice and other senior US officials are concerned that Carter's meeting could confuse US brokered peace talks already moving at a slow pace between Abbas and Olmert
1: you know, the, the problems of people losing their jobs and having them shipped overseas we're not going to uh, deal with health care in a meaningful way for families and that's why I'm in this race uh, and so you know, I am going to make sure uh, in the remaining contest that we continue to deliver that message uh, in every venue possible uh, and as aggressively as possible, uh, because I'm confident that ultimately the American people agree with me.
0: You know, they're going to try it, and they're already doing it. Put every roadblock in his way, you know, mm-hmm. every, every right. bit of chicanery and every bit of crap, and you know what? He's still going to win.
2: I hope so. Uh-huh.
0: He's still going to win. And then you know what? Then I fear for his safety. I've said that before, sure. and I haven't thought much about it for weeks and weeks since I said it. And, and now I'm thinking about it again. Because there's too much in play for the powers that be, for the, uh, right, the establishment. establishment.
2: Not to sound like He Right, them. right.
0: Now, she is oh, yeah. a militant bitch. Political whore. Exactly. Now, see, there you go. Talking I'm going to get suspended. Yeah. It oh, gee, please don't yeah, suspend me. Yeah, you'll have to to that network that nobody ever Whatever heard will to. I do. But she likes you, Neil, and she likes your drop-ins, too. Your oh, no. droppings? Yeah, my droppings. In fact, I should have just saved those for. her. Gotta find the next time. It, I I a bag take, with uh, you. some Saran wrap in with me. Sure. Regarding Neil's contract extension with WQM, we have two hundred and forty-seven votes and 61. Look at that. Say Neil made the right call. How do you like that? In spite of what George thinks. Things next week. I forgot about your big meeting on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. How well, that's certainly more important than the book. Possibly. Although, if we get that big rating uh, you know, in the book, we get that big bonus. hmm. <laughs> for a change? No, won't happen. Take it to the bank. Because you're sure oh. not taking no bonus money to the bank. Right. But, of course, this is for the next five years you're going to be negotiating.
2: We think. He you might offer me a, you know, a one-month-at-a-time deal.
0: Well, what does that mean? Are you trying to, like, already sour the deal? No, no. I have no idea what the deal's going to be. See, you're approaching it with such a negative attitude that I'm, I think uh, he's going to shine you. Okay. But, you know, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't heat this up quite enough. Oh, Another well. 30 seconds would have been good. Want to go back and do it? No. All right. Well, it's okay. It doesn't have to be steamy hot because it's already hotter than blazes from all the... The, um, the pepper- spiciness? Oh, Wow. I never realized the common thread between Mexican food and, like, Chinese and Thai food. All the, the spices the hot, they use. The hot spices. Oh, hot peppers. Mm-hmm. Mm. You just scald your brains out. Ed and Fort Lauderdale has got a good poll. About 100 other people have suggested it, too. Maybe we'll do it next week, or maybe not. How expensive will gas be before you use mass transit or carpooling? 4 bucks a gallon, four fifty a gallon, $5 a gallon... I use mass transit or carpooling now, or I'll never use mass transit mm-hmm. carpooling. It's not bad. Not bad. No, <clears throat> know, I could slip one of these stories out from underneath this container of soup. Mm-hmm. But then I, risk, I run the risk of, like, spilling the soup, which you if I did you know, Don't go fast,
2: you know, like the tablecloth trick. No,
0: no. It's a very bad idea. <laughs> so I think I'll let you and Chris talk for a couple minutes. All right, I pulled the story out. Start talking about drafts. I had to pull the story out from under the soup because, you know, we can only afford so much of that crap. Soup? Al Jolson. Oh. The nomination of General David Petraeus to be the new head of the Central Command not only ensures that he'll be available to defend the George W. Bush administration's policies toward Iran and Iraq, at least through the end of Bush's term, and possibly even beyond. It also gives Vice President Cheney... You ought to see the picture in here. He's got that real (coughs) Barbicent look. Uh, greater freedom of action to exploit the option of an air attack against Iran during the administration's final months. Won't that be lovely? Mm-hmm. Petraeus will take up the CENTCOM post in late summer, early fall, according to Defense Secretary Robert Gates. The ability of the administration to threaten Iran with an attack both publicly and behind the scenes had been dramatically reduced in 2007 by opposition from the former CENTCOM commander, Admiral William Fallon, until he stepped down from the post under pressure from Gates and the White House last month. You're out, baby. Petraeus has proved himself willing to cooperate closely with the White House policy lines on Iraq and Iran, arguing against any post-surge reduction in troop strength policy, and blaming Iran for challenges to the U.S. military presence. Along with the deference to Petraeus in Congress and the media, his pliability on those issues made him the obvious choice to replace Fallon. He's a yes-man, a butt sucker. But Petraeus had already effectively taken over many of the powers of CENTCOM Commander last year. As the top commander in Iraq, Petraeus was, in theory, beneath Fallon in the chain of command. But in reality, Petraeus ignored Fallon's view and took orders directly from the White House. Petraeus, in effect, was playing the role of CENTCOM commander in regard to the twin issues of Iraq and Iran. And it goes on. But, uh, you know, so they want a bunch of yes-men. So they can do their Iraq attack, and then they get McCain in there, and then we can, like, blow up the whole world would be good. Oh, yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if... McCain and Cheney are the same person.
2: Hadn't thought of that.
0: Put on the glasses, you know. Haven't seen them together. They do a little sum- little number on his cheek. Mm-hmm. Well, this stuff is really uh, just smoking hot. I'm not talking about temperature-wise. Smoking. Wow. Have you hear a difference in my voice since I'm eating my uh, hot and sour soup? No. No. You're supposed to say, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris man. Right oh, no, million man. times better. But you didn't and you won't. No. Well, Thursday ought to be quite a show. Ought to be. Post-meeting post, post meeting with the mm-hmm. Jolly Joe. I bet you Chris is going to be all whipped up about that. Chris being the yenta that he is. Oh, yeah, of course. It's been a long time since you've given us any news about what's going on around around the joint.
2: Well, you know. Once they find out that he's in on the show here.
0: Oh, they claim up?
2: You bet. And nobody talks to me anymore. Except for Lee and Steve Sloan. And, well, Pete
0: Lenny. Ah, wow. What do they know? Wow. What Not don't they much. know? How did we wind up with um, Giovanni's, by the way? Let Pete me Lenny. Take a look. I'll look. Okay. 49. Well, that's not so bad. It means we sold over half. We sold 51. Right. And they were great. I'm embarrassed. Food was great. Nice people. I mean, mm-hmm. what more could you want? But Right. That's our crowd, you know. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Come see, si, come you yeah, know, whatever. 26 past noon at QA in the Kentucky Derby, one of sports' most anticipated events, takes place Saturday, May 3rd. Next Saturday, a week from tomorrow, and there's no better place to experience all the action than Gulfstream Park, the nation's premier watch and wager facility. As an added bonus to local fans, Big Brown, winner of Gulfstream's Florida Derby, will be running in the race. Don't miss a chance to root them on while sipping a traditional mint julep. And while the big race is the big story, there's a full day of activities planned with something for everybody. All day, they're giving away great prizes like laptop computers, GPS systems, digital cameras, and lots more. And for the ultimate thrill-seekers, they'll have on display the world's most exotic powerboats. It's horsepower meets horsepower. Plus, only Gulfstream Park features Vegas-style slots, a no-limit poker room, and the latest video poker games, and fabulous dining at Ten Palms at Christine Lee's. Don't miss the Kentucky Derby next Saturday, May 3rd at Gulfstream Park. Admission and self-parking are free. Call 954 or go to gulfstreampark.com online. Gulfstream Park on Federal Highway in Helen. Where? Well,
3: what happened? I've never heard that one, so.
0: And where's George? Right there, where, where should I be? Is there some kind of a problem I don't know about? No. Not that I know it. Then why the deathly silence all of a sudden? All of a sudden? Is that a bit we weren't supposed to play? I don't know what bit. That I just got to a plan. I don't
2: understand what you're talking about.
0: I'm gonna eat my soup. Okay. I think I've lost contact. With I'm gonna play time. Al Jolson. Don't no you dare! No, seriously. What What is the deal now? Is there uh, keeping me in the dark? The two of you like conspiring together. What's that all about? Nothing. There's nothing at all. Then why was there the deathly silence after I played that? Now you act like you don't know what I just played. I don't know what you just played. Bendover's Uranus. And? And? What's the, the problem? There isn't one. Hmm. And I said, I sure haven't played that in a long time. And it was like... I thought it was rhetorical. You thought what? <laughs> it was rhetorical. I think the whole show is going to be rhetorical from now on. Because <laughs> lately, there are several days I feel I'm just like talking to myself. And I'm the one that shouldn't have to be doing too much talking. Although the soup, the soup you notice has really done wonders for me.
2: It does sound it now. It? I do now.
0: What? What? Huh? <laughs> of course uh-huh. it doesn't open my ears at all, but... What? There he goes. Oh, brother! You, uh, you know something? I'm coming down early. I'm coming down Wednesday to be in that negotiation you're having. Okay, good. I'll take care of it. I'm sure. I'll handle it. I'm sure. 294 votes on our second poll of the day, and we're not doing the what? Where's the best burrito, either? Why
2: not? We could do, do. What's your favorite bean?
0: Chili bean. Chilly bean. Navy bean. Right. Has been. Uh-huh. Human bean. Regarding Neil's contract extension with WQAM, he made the right call, 81. He'll live to regret it, 34. Get ready for five more years of angst. There's too many choices on here, uh, Charlie. Get ready for five more years of angst and grief, 24. Uh, Schmidt, five more years of that effing bastard, 22. He resigned too hastily, 21. Why? 21. Things can only get better, 21. You must be a sadomasochist, 20. He won't survive to the end of it, 17. That old toad should have just retired, 12. Those five years will be the worst he's known yet, 12. And his career will go out with a, not with a bang, but with a whimper. <coughs> 11. Boy, this soup <coughs> makes you sweat, too. Mm, and now it comes the phlegm. You hear Oh, yeah.
2: Now, is that phlegm or just, you know, bogeys? Phlegm. Ooh. Oh, geez, there it is.
0: Ah! Mm. ah. That's what I needed. It's lunchtime. What an ingenious idea to be in the soup. Ooh. The New York Times newsroom is bracing for a bloodbath in the next ten days. So says New York Post columnist Keith Kelly. The word from inside is that approximately 50 unionized journalists have accepted the buyout proposal. And only another 20 non-union editorial employees have gotten on board. That means the axe could have fallen as many as 30, About 30 man. editorial people in the company's first ever mass firing of journalists in its 156-year history. Executive Editor William Keller has said originally he was looking to cut 100 people from the Times staff in response to the dismal newspaper advertising environment. With just 70 people stepping forward for buyouts, it's very likely that 30 newsroom staffers will be forced out in coming days. When in doubt, force them out. Open the door, shove them to it, and then just push them out. <coughs> Kelly says the Times doesn't intend to make cuts at the business or national desk because of the competitive pressure from the Wall Street Journal owned by Rupert Murdoch's News Corp. The Metro desk, he says, is expected to take most of the cuts. Tuesday was the deadline for employees choosing to accept buyout packages, which offer three weeks of severance for each year worked. Management and other non-unionized employees would have accepted their buyout offers by Monday. Anthony Napoli. A newspaper guild representative said his office was not sure how names were turned in. Anthony Napoli it? Wasn't it the De Napoli boys in Fatso? Uh, maybe. I'm going to look it up Napoli. Not to be confused with the Napolitano family. Right. The process is not finalized. He said we're waiting for the Times to tell us how many have been returned and how many have been accepted. The Times, Kelly writes, did not return his calls. Bloodbath of the New York Times. I'm telling you, man. Radio, TV, newspapers, media in general. Big tourists coming. Lots of tourists. That's why you better sign on Wednesday. If he offers you like $0.50 cent an hour, say, okay, I'll I'm take sure. it. Where do I sign?
2: You think he's going to offer me that much?
0: Well, a little more than Chris. Chris, he's going to offer about 30, man. An hour. Buck, okay. so to be an increase. Right. Boy, this, this soup is the best damn thing that happened to me in, in a long time. Not that I didn't have some yesterday, but the timing of it—right. While I'm trying to talk here, Hot and sour. Perfect. While you're like not responding. What? Yeah, this is a new deal you got going lately. I have no idea right. where this came from. I don't want to be paranoid, but it's, it's like a whole new deal you got. Okay. And I'll, I'll play something or say something, and then I'll ask for like a response. It's like, do, did we lose I, the line? Is there something? Well, did I get cut off? Did, did something I don't know what happen you're talking there? About.
2: Maybe it's a brain fart. What? Maybe it's a brain fart. I don't no, know. It's not a brain fart. Okay.
0: Sure you're not just being paranoid, Father Paranoia? Boy, there's good vegetables in this thing, too. Disgusting. He's eating on the air. He's sucking soup. Yeah, somebody ought to write a memo. Yeah, that's right. Send send an email complaint to Joe Bell. That's where I came in. What do you mean? When I first joined
2: the show, it was like uh, the day after you read that memo about eating on the air, and that was... Uh, Boy, Gary's big campaign at the time, just trying to keep no food in the studio? Right. And that was uh, within a month, uh, he was threatening my job because I couldn't keep the food out of there, if you remember. And he went into the control room and started yelling at me in the middle of the show while you were on the air. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't remember that? No. I hadn't been there a month. It was like the, the, the second or third week I was your uh, official producer. And and he's yelling, you, all you could see from your side of the glass was him, red-faced, standing next to me, pointing his finger and, you know, jerking it into the air, you know, like, like thrusting it at me. And what he was saying is, if you can't take control of this show, I'm going to get somebody in here who can. You know, and the, the food, as you know, didn't come through the control room. You know, you asked for it on the air, the receptionist let it by, and, uh, and it just went right into the studio over there. I would have to get up from where I was sitting and block the hallway somehow. I don't know what mm-hmm. he was expecting me to do. And uh, and you know and you said oh, what was that about and I was like I didn't even want to tell you but uh, but you yelled hmm. at me and insisted that I tell you, and then it just got better from there. And he started and here making we are, me all, all these years later. Where the hell is he?
0: Right. Where the hell is Boy Garrett? Probably his name was Probably making a living. Commie pinko bastard. I doubt it. One of the most clueless bastards, whoever. And, and every time the trends would come in, he would come into the studio with a handful of papers, Mm -hmm. and he would say either, oh, we're kicking ass, nice going here, or he would say, oh, we suck. We suck. I see, we, like he's got a turd in his pocket. And I would always think to myself, no, you suck. (laughs) Everybody knows that, and maybe that's the reason the numbers went down, although I doubt it. But you suck, Gary. And then we went from him to Steve Nichol. Boy, that was... Now, who the hell hired him? Was that Disney or was that Bob Green? I, I don't know. I don't
2: remember who was there at the time. That was choice. By the way, you're right. It was uh, DiNapoli.
0: The, the Napoli boys. Yeah. Don't you remember that scene? Sure. Where they were singing and uh, mm-hmm. dancing and prancing and romancing and finding their and fat dancing?
1: face? The biggest names. The best talent. Here is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. don't cling to guns. You enjoy hunting or collecting or sniper fire.
0: Oh, yeah, Sniper man, a lot of that That's going fine. on.
2: 12.45 at QAM. I'm just going to keep talking all the time now, so make sure that uh, you know. What? What? Well, now you got me paranoid. What are you talking about? I'm going to make sure to respond to everything that you say, even if you just uh, take a breath. oh he's taking a breath.
3: Uh-oh. Now he's probably up and walking walk out. I finished my
0: soup. Good. It was damn good, too. But it felt good. No, it did not feel good. No,
2: you didn't hot. get a good... nose, <laughs> nose blow out of it when you, uh, <laughs> you eat spicy.
0: U.S. military personnel aboard a cargo ship traveling into the Persian Gulf. Fired nearly a dozen warning shots of Iranian, Iranian speedboats today, according to several breaking news reports. Breaking news. Let me tell you right now, it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of time right. before Cheney and these crazy neocons start the uh, the war, the real one. Lunatics. And of course the Democrats, uh, but a beat, but They're they're too busy, uh, you know, taking shots at each other. Right. Reports of the incident promptly, or prompted a nearly immediate spike in oil prices, which jumped three dollars a barrel. All right. Oh my God! Thank you, Mr. President, and your wicked Vice President, for those low gas prices. Let me take a look here and see what the price of oil is now on BNN. It's it's rolling on there. It'll come up eventually, sooner or later. I'll hold my breath. TSX, Toronto Stock Exchange, up 78, but the Dow's down 45, the NASDAQ's down 26.5. Oil, $119.32, a new record. $119.32. Woo! Thank you, Mr. President. I forget about four bucks a gallon. We're we're looking maybe at five. Great. Oh yeah. Roller you better factor space. that in when you okay. have your meeting on Wednesday.
2: That's right. I need gas money. I need an expense account like Jacks has. He's got an expense account with the station. I guess he's always talking about it. Boca Brian's always bringing it up in bits. That's the only way I know.
0: The ship was contracted by the U.S. Military Sealift Command, which delivers supplies to U.S. troops overseas. The showdown involves a cargo ship known as the Westward Venture and several Iranian speedboats, reports MSNBC's Jim Miklishevsky. Since it's chartered by the U.S. military, it then essentially becomes a U.S. military vessel with the necessary uh, armaments on board to protect the cargo and crew on board, he reported. The cargo ship apparently was sailing into the Strait of Hormuz, the site of a showdown between U.S. Navy warships and Iranian speedboats, in January. More than one Iranian fast boat approached this vessel at a high rate of speed in the Persian Gulf, MSNBC's Pentagon correspondent said. U.S. military personnel on board fired 850 caliber rounds and three warning shots from M-16s when the boats got within 100 yards of the cargo ship. After the shots were fired, the ships veered off, according to MSNBC. It's the MS. Miklashevsky said the military believes the Iranians were mostly trying to harass the ships and perhaps see how close they could get before being fired upon. He said those types of boats couldn't do much damage unless they got nearly right up next to the ship and were packed with explosives. Suicide boats.
2: Right, not that they've ever done that before.
0: Last month, another U.S. cargo ship fired on an Egyptian boat that was coming toward it in the Suez Canal. Egyptian officials said one man on the boat was killed, although the U.S. Navy claimed it just fired warning shots. The speedboat that was fired on apparently carried local merchandise, but the Egyptian men sold to sailors on larger ships. Well, you know those Egyptians, man. Mm -hmm. They got this thing for American sailors is what I'm hearing. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. That's not what I heard. Hey,
1: sailor!
0: The latest incident, I was just stalling for time to find that. Okay. The latest incident is also the second showdown with Iran and the Persian Gulf. It follows a January showdown in which the U.S. Navy said Iranian speedboats threatened the ships in the Strait of Hormuz. That incident was later revealed to have been overblown, and some saw echoes of the Gulf of Tonkin incident that drew America deeper into Vietnam, the lie made up by Lyndon Johnson and his cohorts so that we would get all those 50,000 American kids killed in Vietnam.
2: Also, I mentioned all the
0: Vietnamese, the millions of people who got butchered. Last night, I wasn't even going to bring this up because it's so grotesque. It's called Winter of Something. I forget what it's called. It's a documentary about post-World War II after the droppings of the A-bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Okay. Oh, it is so grotesque. They, they ought to be for it. And that was on, I don't know, it was on one of the Canadian premium channels. I don't think they would show that in the USA. Eh? To see what, was, what happened to these people and their flesh being burned away. Oh, yeah. And they're like... Oh, just I don't I had to to turn it off. I watched about ten minutes of it. I couldn't stand anymore. What year do you think it was, more or less? What the the documentary? Yeah. Oh, it didn't say. I looked on there to find out. It Didn't say winner of something, and um, I don't know. I'm looking for it. It'll probably be on again. I don't think you could watch it.
2: I've seen similar documentaries about that.
0: Not like this. Really? This was just, oh. And not enough to make you cry, enough just to sit and make you put your head in your hands and wonder, what, mm-hmm. what the hell are we talking about? Hey, money. That's right. Yeah. O-I-L and M-O-N-E-Y, baby. That's what it's all about. And what is it? 30-some percent of the American people still think, all right, let's finish the uh-huh. job in Iraq. Yeah. Whatever that is. What, what is the job? Kill everyone
2: and take oh, the Oh, there you go. Well, we're doing a hell of a job of mm-hmm. that. Moving right along. Making great progress.
0: But his preacher said this, and this one's preacher said that, and he didn't do so good in bowling, and oh, my goodness. The American media, and of course, uh, the the frosting on the cake was that ABC so-called debate. Mm -hmm. I mean, that jackass, who who was it? Which one was it? It was the anchor, the um, ABC News anchor. Charles Gibson. Charlie Gibson. Him and George step on top of us. They they ought to both be in prison right now, in federal prison, for performing a live abortion on T V. But nevertheless, here's what Capitol Hill Blue wants to know Will racism decide the democratic presidential race? <clears throat> do I have time for this before the break? I guess I do. If you read fast. I can't read fast because my throat I got I gotta like pace myself. I got an hour and nine minutes to go, not that I'm counting. All right. Hillary Clinton's big win in Pennsylvania is revived in question of whether racial prejudice among some U.S. voters could scupper her Democratic presidential foe, Barack Obama's quest for history. Clinton anchored a campaign saving win Tuesday and her co- coalition of white, working-class voters, a block in which Obama, vying to become America's first black president, finds it difficult to make inroads. Exit polls conducted for U.S. media organizations found that 18% of Democratic voters said the race was a fa- that race was a factor in their decision, and only 63% said they would back Obama in a general election if he was the nominee. Obama won 90% of the African-American vote, continuing his dominance in that crucial Democratic constituency. Clinton, meanwhile, won 63% of the much larger white vote. In the fallout from the bruising Pennsylvania campaign, a politically incorrect question is being asked. Is America ready to vote for a black president, especially in key swing states like Ohio and Pennsylvania? Race is very definitely part of the white working class vote, said Clay Richards, assistant director of the Quinnipiac University Polling Institute. How big a part, we don't know, he said. There are older whites who can't bring themselves to vote for a black candidate for president. Obama dismisses the idea that race is an issue and is fated to win big battleground states like Ohio and Pennsylvania, which Democrats need to forge a road to the White House. Our problem has less to do with white working class voters, Obama said, on Wednesday in Indiana, which with North Carolina holds the next nominating showdown, May 6th. The problem is to the extent that there is a problem is that older voters are very loyal to Senator Clinton. Old, right? Old, bigoted, nasty, fat, shut-in bitches like her. For Even party. assessing the extent of the racially motivated vote is problematic. Posters have long suspected that people don't answer questions truthfully in an exit poll on the issue of race. No kidding. No one wants to admit that they're racist. It's also tough to separate racial voting patterns from widening concerns of the blue-collar, white, working class voters who support Clinton in large numbers. Obama appears to have trouble connecting with that group. A recent row over his remarks that some small-town Americans were bitter, so turned to guns and God, highlighted the apparent disconnect. The race argument can also be challenged by the fact that Obama's campaign got off to a rocketing start with his win in Iowa, one of the least diverse states. He also won another big mostly white battleground, Wisconsin. Obama's campaign insists racial prejudice hasn't been a dominant trend in primaries, which Obama lost, and he says he's improving his penetration into the block of working-class whites, who Clinton says she can best win in the general election. I think there are people, obviously, in the general election who won't support him, Obama spokesman Robert Gibbs told MSNBC, but argued that most people would vote for their own interest in Iraq, high gas prices, health care, and rising tuition costs. People are focused not on the color of somebody's skin, but what they're going to try to do for the American people to make their lives better, Gibbs said. Bruce Buchanan, professor of politics at the University of Texas, Austin, said Obama may be able to compensate for the relatively small number of voters who voted on racial lines by broadening the Democratic tent. There was always going to be a race factor because he was the first African-American, Buchanan said. On the other hand, he appeals to Republicans and independents, and Hillary does not. Though Obama's been determined to ensure that the election is not about race, fearing being pegged as the black candidate, the issue has simmered in the background. The Clinton campaign has been accused of playing the race card against Obama in an effort to depress his standing among socially conservative white voters, an accusation it is strongly denied. But then again, they lie a lot. Yes. Yeah. Names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers.
2: Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Log
1: on. Log on to WQAM.com and sign up for the QAM mock draft challenge. My oh, Semitism lives in every speech and every gives, It's in the news. Oh, 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 oh. Hillary hates Jews. Through the halls, busting people's mouths of all sits in the news. Oh, 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 boy. Hillary hates Jews. You won't catch her lighting a menorah. God, she must have a wonderful aura. When she speaks, I want to cry. Good Jews, a good rabbi. It's in the news. Oh, oh boy. Hillary
0: hates you. 1 o'clock at 560 WPM. we got the Jerk Show coming up two o'clock with a lot of noise, man. Lots of noise. Lots of rumbling and tumbling. And by the tumbling. way, was it
2: Winter Soldier by any chance?
0: No. Okay. I've got some great news. Okay. You won the lottery. No. Not okay. that great. $14 million tomorrow night. I'm going to play it. All right. Not that good, but almost. During a break... I blew my nose. I had lots of mung Ooh, my nose, you know, right? That is good. Got my idea. hanky here. I blew and my nose. Your ear opened. I what up. happened? My left ear yeah. opened. Right? All right. All well, right. Do
2: you have any idea? Yeah, I do. Any idea? You know we do.
0: Wow. Anyway, you don't need to ask for any big raise from Jolly Joe because your your checks coming from the government. Oh, yeah, I'm rolling in the dough. The federal government, eager to boost the flagging economy, will start distributing special stimulus payments Monday, four days earlier than expected. Beginning Monday, the effects of the stimulus will begin to reach households, Bush said today. The money is going to help Americans offset the high prices we're seeing at the gas pump and at the grocery store. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: for a week. <laughs> Careful, I know, I know. You can recover. Wow. That was a funny line. God. Mm-hmm. The department announced the early arrival of the payments yesterday after saying last month it would begin sending out the money on May 2. As of next week, 800,000 tax flyers daily will begin to have their tax filers. It says flyers. Daily will begin to have their checks directly deposited Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. No checks will be distributed Thursday. Five million payments will be made on Friday. Woo! The payments will go ahead of schedule because of a new computer program that updates records daily faster than an older program that updates weekly. Overall, the Treasury will distribute more than 110 billion dollars to 130 million taxpayers by July. Hopes to get the first 50 billion out by the end of May. Their checks will be directly deposited. How how does that work? How do they know your bank account number?
3: Oh,
2: they know everything.
3: No, when you file your taxes, you uh, you got to decide whether you want a direct deposit or not. What? When you file your taxes, you got to decide if you wanted to get a check or if you wanted a direct deposit. I've gotten direct deposit for the last, like, four years. Wow. So you just give them your routing number and the uh, account number, and it goes straight. And what what if you don't do that? What if you just take a check? Like, I always get a rebate check every year? Then you wait for the check to come in, like, you know, three months later. Oh. When I did my taxes... I can't wait for that. I got my rebate three days later. Direct deposit.
0: Well, in your case, I mean, wow.
3: They could afford that. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, the direct deposit is a lot faster. They process It's all electronic. So,
0: The checks are the centerpiece of an economic stimulus program. As somebody once said, an economic stimulus package signed into law by President Bush in February. The aim is to boost consumer spending and help mitigate problems caused by the slowing economy. Rebates of up to $600 for single filers, making less than $75,000. Couples making less than $150,000 will receive rebates of up to $1,200. In addition, parents would receive $300 rebates per child. Flyers who, filers who do not overcome taxes but have at least $3 in income will get a $300 payment. Payments to taxpayers say to get paper checks will start to go out May 9th, a week earlier than originally planned. The order in which tax filers will receive their payments will be based on the last two digits of their social security numbers. Well, well, what does that mean? It means I'm holding my breath. Why? I'm holding my breath. <laughs> You're going to be in the money, man. you've got two kids and a wife. At a dog? What are you going to be getting? Twelve hundred bucks?
2: Uh yeah, right, three hundred per person. Twelve hundred bucks for George. Yeah. Right. Wow, that'll make one credit card payment. Are you starting to bellyache again? Not me. Everything's great, man. No, one is not. Everyone sees a, a dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a rose and a second house.
0: Wait, that would be I would and QA have treated him yeah. just shabbily. Scandalously. And when I come in Thursday morning, I want to hear all kinds of whooping and hollering.
2: Oh, you might hear some hollering, all right. that right kind. <laughs>
0: okay. I mean, I want to hear a celebration. I want to hear like a hostess cupcake with a, with a, a thing on it. I got my nose broken already? With a thing yeah. on it. Yeah, that's it. It'll be
2: either that or, or that.
1: I'm dying over
2: here. Yeah, I see. Well, that's a long way to go. I mean, I might not make it, although my one year opened up. I think I'm on the road to recovery. That's usually a pretty good sign, isn't right. right? You get, like, a new lease on life when that happens. Uh,
0: well, it, it's partially closed again. It doesn't stay wide open in case you haven't noticed. Right. Still, it not wide, wide. completely wide. Now, all of a sudden, you notice, oh, wait a minute. What just happened? It's, uh, you know, it's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. i think I'll blow my nose again. Uh, well, there's Al Sharpton starting up a crap. Some more legal perspective on oh, this? Oh, boy. God only knows what's going to happen there in New York now. So the other thing about cops, they almost never get convicted in New York. They're always innocent.
2: Right, like that uh, Amadou Diallo, the guy that they shot because he pulled
0: out his wallet. Right. And in, in L.A., they can never convict anybody. Oh, yeah. All of these things. in the big cities, man, you know, whatever you do, especially if you're a cop or a famous celebrity. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened, by the way, to what's his name, to uh, Barretta? Bobby Blake. What ever happened in the civil
2: suit? That's a very good question. Like there was no follow-up on it. I don't remember it. It just disappeared. Huh. Nobody cares. Nobody he all the thought. news. which had it coming.
0: I, I would have remembered that. Trailer trash. Mm-hmm. Scamstress. There's another word I was going to use, but yeah. yeah. John King uses oh. it every oh. now and then to describe his wife. Does he? Regarding Neil's contract extension on WDQ, and what did I say? Our goal was 350. We got 351. Nice going, Chris. Well, thank you very much. Nice going by you, even though you haven't said a damn word about it. He made the right call. 96, overwhelming, validating my judgment. Not great. Right? They're yeah. just happy that I'm you. still here. That's all. They figure, how could anybody put up with these people, with these Lincoln poops? And they are, man. They're just, uh, they're just crazy people. No argument. Sorry, didn't want you to think I would.
1: If you don't believe me, listen
0: from two to four. <laughs> it's he'll, crazy, all right. He'll live to regret it. Thirty-eight. You're ready for five more years of angst and grief. Thirty-two. <laughs> Neil must be a sadomasochist. Twenty-six. <laughs> Fifty-nine. Man, things can only get better. Twenty-six. That's for damn sure. They couldn't get any worse with these people. He's resigned too hastily. Twenty-five. Schmidt. Five more years of that effing bastard. Twenty-three. <laughs> Why 23? He won't survive to the end of it. 21. Those five years will be the worst he's known yet. 15. That old toad should have retired. 14. <laughs> and his career will go out, with the, not with a bang, but with a whimper. 12. I don't really care, as long as the chicks keep coming. I'm not interested in a bang. You ought to be. By the time that deal ends, I'll be like 61 year, uh, 71 years old. 71. Oh, my God. Ancient. Oh, my goodness. Old enough for the early bird dinner. See, that's my luck. I'm in Toronto, not in Florida. Well, you can snowbird it, you know. I can enjoy all those early birdies. I'm not going to. I don't want to. Well you gotta stop doing that crap again? I don't want to snowbird it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't want any part of it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I ain't going to. It ain't going to happen. I don't blame you. God. Anybody who is there 100% voluntarily needs really? mental help. Okay? People ask me yeah. that all the time. Why
2: doesn't Neil want to be down here? And I say, you live here and you're People say that. People, oh, says people
0: that? when I go to appearances, people say, oh, come Neil
2: doesn't want to come down to support. I say, you live here and you got to ask that question? That's my answer to
0: everybody. These are sane people walking around on a loose... I never said leg- that. I
2: said they're people that come to appearances. Oh.
0: Well, that explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Patrick Healy writes in the New York Times... Reflecting on her victory in the Pennsylvania primary, Senator Swillery Rodham Clinton Wednesday night neatly summed up the chief political rationale of her enduring ca- candidacy. I won the states that we have to win, Ohio, now Pennsylvania, she said on CNN, about her successes over Senator Obama and one of her six appearances on morning news shows. It's very hard to imagine a Democrat getting to the White House without winning those states. Mrs. Clinton says her popularity among blue-collar workers, women, and Hispanics makes sure her the candidate to beat McCain, the uh, presumptive Republican nominee, in the swing states that decide presidential races. Along with Ohio and Pennsylvania, she also cites her success in Michigan and Florida, even though the Democratic Party disqualified those contests, and Mr. Obama was not even on the Michigan ballot to claim an edge in crucial battlegrounds. Yet for all of her primary night celebrations in the popular states, exit polling and independent political analysts offer evidence that Mr. Obama could do just as well as Mrs. Clinton among blocks of voters with whom he now runs behind. Obama advisors say he also appears well positioned to win swing states and believe he'd have a strong shot of winning traditional Republican states like Virginia. According to surveys of Pennsylvania voters leaving the polls on Tuesday, Mr. Obama would draw majorities to support from lower-income voters and less educated ones, just as Mrs. Clinton would against McCain, even though those voters have favored her over Mr. Obama in the primaries. And national polls suggest Mr. Obama would also do slightly better among groups that have gravitated to Republicans in the past, like men, the more affluent, and independents, while she would do slightly better among women. Mr. Obama may lead in the national popular vote among delegates needed to win the nomination, but his inability to close the deal with voters, a phrase Mrs. Clinton skewered him with Tuesday, has been widely discussed in light of the Pennsylvania results. Mr. Obama found himself on the defensive over the issue Wednesday, and he countered that the governors of Ohio and Pennsylvania had worked their political networks on behalf of Mrs. Clinton. Among all these groups that people have been focused on, blue-collar workers, white working-class folks, we did better in Pennsylvania than we did in Ohio, so we're continuing to make progress, Obama told reporters in Indiana, which held its primary on May 6th. If you look at these states that I'm supposed to win, if you look at the polling, I actually do, if not as well, then better than Senator Clinton, relative to Senator McCain. In recent weeks, Clinton advisors have been challenging Obama's electability in the general election, and her victories in Ohio and Pennsylvania are perhaps her best evidence yet to argue that she's best suited to to build a coalition across income, education, and racial lines in closely contested states. But the Pennsylvania exit polls conducted by Edison Metoski for Five TV Networks and the Associated Press underscore a point that political analysts made on Wednesday that state primary results don't necessarily translate into general election victories. I think it differs from state to state, and I think either Democrat will have a good chance of appealing to many Democrats who didn't vote for them the first time, said Peter Hart, a Democratic pollster not affiliated with either campaign. Take Michigan. It has a Democratic governor, two Democratic senators, and many Democratic congressmen, so it's probably going to be a pretty good state for the Democrats in a recession year. Mr. Hart, as well as Obama advisors, also say that Obama appears... Better poised than Mrs. Clinton to pick up states that Democrats struggle to carry or rarely do in a general election, states like Colorado, Iowa, Missouri, and Virginia, all of which he carried in the primaries. Obama advisors say their polling indicates he's more popular with independents and far less divisive than Mrs. Clinton in those states. Hillary goes deeper and stronger in the Democratic base than Obama, but her challenge is that she doesn't go as wide, Mr. Hart said. Obama goes much further reaching into the independent Republican vote and has a greater chance of creating a new electoral map for the Democrats. Bada-bada-boop, bada a about who's got the uh, craziest preacher? <clears <clears <throat> it comes down to that. And who's a better bowler, baby? Who's knocking down them peens? You ever go bowling?
2: I have been. In my younger days, I used to go bowling. Yeah, me too. I was on I the bowling the league.
0: I was in three leagues in Michigan. I was, I was a good bowler.
2: I was very mediocre. Well, what does that have to do with drinking beer? Because that that's why we did it. No, it I used to drink a lot of beer, too. I was sure. in
0: college. That's why you go to college for us to get the drunk. Bowling League and Pool League just because uh, they beer all they night they and drink in the morning. Right. And call your classes right. Well, oh, there's the low price of gas again. Thank you, Mr. President. The
1: cheapest gas in the country, $3.17 a gallon today and for the next week, three thirty nine. Straight ahead, we'll show you how to skimp on gas. For
0: real. Yeah, how to skimp on gas. Keeping your cheeks together is a good idea. Get a cork. 359 on your poll there, Chris. And we all we only hoping for 350. Maybe we ought to, like uh, end it now. Your biggest names. The best talent. This, this is Neil Rogers. Rogers.
1: Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. It's Friday, you bastards. out. Neil and Rick and Seltzer, what we're listening for, the ratings have never been better, but all you'll ever see on the TV on the billboard, is the coast or the sports or the That he's the place. Champion. No time for losers. The Jayhawks are the champions of the
3: world. Well, who cares?
0: One thirty at 5.60 WQM. I think I might get a comeback thanks to that song. Woo. I sound almost like normal now. You sound full of vim and vigor. Yeah, I got a little energy back in me. I got a little something in me. Both of them. Really? Well.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Not what you're thinking. You're just a prevert. That's I'm all you are. It's all I'm early, about man. All day Friday, long.
2: you're starting early. Wait till 2 at least. Wait till 2 uh, what? O'clock.
0: Uh, believe me, that's all I'm waiting for. I'm sure. All all morning since I sat down here 8.35 mm-hmm. this morning, I've been waiting for 2 o'clock. And I made it through two days in a row. I think I deserve a gold star and two purple jelly beans. How do you like that? I don't like jelly beans. You do like really? Ronnie Reagan. Really? You like jelly beans? Even jelly bellies? Ooh, they're really good. No. Bad. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I don't like those. Like, although I do like those slices. Those um, what do they like call the them? Orange wedges. Yeah, wedges. sugar orange, orange. and lime and mm-hmm.
2: cherry and. That's right. They're like made out of jelly bean material. Yeah, they're jelly. They're
0: jelly slices, and they got Ooh. just loaded with sugar on the oh, outside. Yeah. Pure diabetic coma. Oh, it's that's really. right. I haven't seen those in years. Thank God. That's right. What was the candies
3: that I'm looking for? Mary Jane's
0: peanuts. Mary Jane. I'm looking for that, too. Not that kind. Oh. With the yellow laparion you know, and the little red disc hat on it. Sometimes it depends on who you get it from. How oh. many votes we got on Chris's we Are we going to make that 400 382. We're going to do it. Hear the sirens again? Yes, I do. Yep. It's been, it's been a parade almost nonstop today. I don't know why. I mean, it's been raining on and off, but is that like the end of the world? You think in a place where it snows up to your armpits uh, all winter long that rain wouldn't... Look at that. You would think. Oh, man. It's a big old fire truck, baby. It just came by in front of my street there. Woo, there it goes. Big old fire truck. Tell you one thing about firemen, man. Have you noticed that in a lot of cities, um, I think in South Florida, too, the firemen have their own calendar? No, I didn't know that. Like Jason Taylor? Yeah, they're they're hot firemen. They dress down, not dress up. They dress down, and they have their own calendar. I did not notice. I remember one time... We were in Boston. I'm trying to think of what the hotel was. It doesn't really make any difference. In a downtown hotel. And they have one of those fire alarms, you know. Always fake. Mm -hmm. Like in my building here. Always fake fire alarms. At least once every couple of months, just to keep you on your toes. And so I went downstairs, and I walked outside, and the fire truck was there, and there was this kid about, I don't know, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. Fireman, young fireman. And he had his hose. Well, I don't want to go into it. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe my eyes. He just was that good. He was just so good to be true. I was envisioning him sliding up and down that grease pole they do in the firehouse. He had a long hose in his hand, yeah, I don't, like attacking any fire, but there, were, there was no fire. Was it a high pressure hose? There was a little bit of. Fire uh, aiming. That was probably me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, sometimes in your lifetime, you see people only once that you know you'll never see again. Mm-hmm. if you're really good enough, you'll never forget him. no matter if you live to be 200. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm. Wow. The man who led the office that supplied the Bush administration with raw intelligence on Iraq now says everyone else is to blame but himself. Douglas Feith, President Bush's former Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, headed the office of Special Plans, a secretive outfit which passed along unverified alternative intelligence administration decision-makers in the up to war. A Senate Intelligence Committee report found that the office developed, produced, and then disseminated alternative intelligence assessments on the Iraq and al-Qaeda relationship, which included some conclusions that were inconsistent with the consensus of the intelligence community to senior decision-makers. In other words, they passed on so-called intelligence that was never vetted, much of which appeared to align with a hawkish administration agenda. On Thursday, Fife pointed his finger at everybody but himself regarding the war in Iraq. According to the Washington Post, Dana Milbank, at a book launch party for his new book, War and Decision, Inside the Pentagon at the Dawn of the War on Terrorism, Fife blamed the laundry list of officials for failing to challenge the logic of going to war. He argued that former Secretary of State Colin Powell and his deputy, Richard Armitage, were the ones who failed to challenge the logic of going to war, not him, Milbank wrote. He suggested that Powell, Armitage, Franks, now uh, Iraq Viceroy Jerry Bremer and even fight's old boss Don Rumsfeld should be blamed for the post-war chaos in Iraq, not him. He blamed then National Security Advisor Condoleezza Rice for the way she operated. Fundamental differences were essentially peppered over, rather, papered over rather than resolved. He accused the CIA of improper and unprofessional behavior, and he pleasantly blamed President Bush for not cracking down on insubordinate behavior at the State Department. Yet at the same time, fight told the crowd that he disapproved of the snide and shallow self-justification typical in memoirs of former officials, or what Fythe cleverly called the I Was Surrounded by idiots" School of Memoir Writing, Milbank continues. Fythe pointed out that he supported his account with 140 pages of notes and documents, and yet in his hour-long panel discussion, he seemed to be of the impression that he had, in fact, been surrounded by idiots. Fife himself hasn't escaped accusation that he was aloof during his time, in office at, uh, at the Office of Special Plans. According to Bob Woodward's plan of attack, then-Secretary of State Colin Powell referred to the office as the Gestapo office. Former CIA Director George Tenet called his work, total crap. When Fight stepped into back recruiting a brigade of free Iraqi forces to enter Iraq with Americans, according to the book Cobra II, Fyth turned to fight the Pentagon corridor, letting him know where he stood. I don't have time for this effing bullshit. During his book launch party, Fyth ironically remarked, the CIA and the intelligence community should not be shading intelligence. Milbank notes that Fyther has been out of touch. Launching his book on 60 Minutes, Fyther asserted the administration didn't need to claim Iraq had weapons of mass destruction to invade. Pointing so many fingers in so many directions, a man is back. This happened when Steve Croft asked him on 60 Minutes about his claim that the lack of troops contributed to looting in Baghdad, he adds. I don't believe I raised the troop level issue in that connection, Fyther replied. Then Croft presented him with a passage. That's a fair point, Fyther Amendment. Remarked Milbank Riley, it must have been very difficult being Douglas Pfeith, correct all the time, and surrounded by idiots. Well, I'll tell you one thing, he sure was surrounded by idiots. Make no mistake about it. Mm -hmm. Now, can I throw this thing away about the uh, Panther thing? I mean, it's... I I guess. Today only, all 2008-9 Panther season tickets are half off. For details, go to FloridaPanthers.com. today only. Not tomorrow. Not next donor stick, Not a week from a circus. But today only. Can you imagine the phones ringing off the hook there at that Panther place? Oh, I love the Panthers. No playoffs again. Yeah, they haven't lost a playoff game neither have the Leafs. What? <laughs> in fact, they haven't lost a playoff game in a long time. There's that redneck kid again on CNN. i got to get off of that. He's scary. Now, don't we have some hockey stuff on here? Like maybe an old hockey game or something? No, oh, it's Bob Cole. It's like an old. Again, you don't plan it. It just happens. Baby, it happens. Oh, baby, um, yeah, he's uh, a, 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 like the lump there, like the turd. Great voice, no personality, Coley. That's the way it goes. You can't have everything in life. Oh, baby. The the, the, the ISO on Mario is he's coming around the net and pumping his fist, just as I'm saying, oh,
1: Baby. The center penalty coming up. Look at Oh, my goodness. What a goal. What a goal! Oh, baby.
0: Yeah. Are you impressed? No. Probably went two a QM. The Kentucky Derby won the sport's most anticipated events take place a week from Saturday, a week from tomorrow. Next Saturday, May 3rd, and there's no better place to experience all the action than Gulfstream Park, the nation's premier watch and wager facility. As an added bonus to local fans, Big Brown, Gulfstream Gulfstream's Florida Derby will be running in the race. Then there's the chance to root a mom while sipping on a traditional mint julep. And while the big race is the big story, there's a full day of activities planned with something for everyone. All day they're giving away great prizes like laptop computers, GPS systems, digital cameras, and lots more. And for the ultimate thrill-seekers, they'll have on display the world's most exotic powerboats. It's horsepower meets horsepower. Plus, only Gulfstream Park features Vegas-style slots, a no-limit poker room, and the latest video poker games, and fabulous dining at Ten Palms of Christine Lee's. Don't miss the Kentucky Derby, May 3rd at Gulfstream Park. Admission and self-parking are free. Call 954 or online. Go to GulfstreamPark.com. Gulfstream Park on Federal Highway in Hallandale.
1: There is the And that's why, then, I want to commit suicide!
0: 143, 1702 at 560 WQM. We got Jerks at 2, and then Mad Dog, along with Joe Rose, joining him at 5, at Daisy Dukes. And the DA show after that Dolphin tune out, two hours. Dolphin Assess. Mm. Oh, there's Red Kelly.
3: Besides my father, I listened to, to Foster Hewitt on the radio.
0: Remember, great Red Kelly, number 4? Nope. You better get your hockey name straight, mister. It's one thing, you if you're hey. going to uh, extend this new deal with Jolly Joe, he's going to well, make sure you're doing your homework on your sports I'm learning stuff. some horse racing. Well, that's a good start. In fact, I can go to the racing channel right now. It wouldn't surprise me if there's uh, something going on. and Beckett, Andover Boys, Pena Co. Baltimore, baby. Setback. Home of the, it's the
1: last of our three A's out. And it's Gregson just narrowly from Storm and JP. Three to Snow Eagle. Another three. Mount Splendor. The
2: this guy's gonna have ample You heard it when well, he takes a breath in between the calls.
1: over five, second to last is temporary setback and boogeyman. They turn for home. Storm and JP and Gregson. Gregson's got more. Whip is out on Storm and JP at the full half mark. Snow Eagles in third and the others are oh. far back. An eighth of a mile left to run. Gregson and just for airsafe uh, pulling away. Now three from Storm and JP. Snow Eagle is third and, and the both far outside. Close to home and it's Gregson. Gregson, Ultra Shot and Victory.
0: Greg. Even money in the bank, baby. Four bucks for two. So you got $200 to win, you got 400 back. All right. Let's right. nice go, George. George just won 200 bucks. <laughs> Hit him up for some cash. Yeah, next I uh, You know, I better get over this thing. Although today I've made great strides with that soup, I think. Maybe it wasn't the mm-hmm. soup, I don't know. I think it was. Sure as hell made it. Two kinds of hot. Rooms. What? Hot. 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 Two kinds of hot. Yeah, you know, hot temperature and hot
2: and spicy. That's right. Good for you. Good for clearing your. Gary Susan Candiotti.
1: Only say at this time that the our parents have add. decided to go public in hopes that this yes. might generate new leads and that they will also announce a reward for additional information.
0: And that, that, and that will happen, Susan, in a news conference, I'm being told, the FBI to have a news conference with the parents this afternoon
2: in Tampa to talk about the specifics and also that reward that you're talking about. Correct? That's right,
1: at about 2.30 or so.
0: What a shame that she's, on, that she's not on like a real network, that she has to be on CNN. Well, at least she's probably doing pretty good. At least people are seeing her, you know, her and Ricky Tiki Sanchez. Oh, although I think to put the two in the same category. I apologize, Susan. I didn't mean to lump you in with uh, the emotor, the over-emoter. Yeah, with the web. He just, uh, I don't know, I don't understand it. Somebody somewhere likes him. I'm not the one. Polly likes him, you know? Polly from uh, the Polly show? Polly no. and Ancient Ron? No. Yeah, you do. I don't know from him. Two of the greatest beneficiaries of satellite radio in history? When Stern, remember when we had Stern oh, yeah. on here during those ill-fated times? Boy, did he kick their ass. And that's even when we had his show sliced up like Swiss cheese. Those were some embarrassing days. Ask Paul Muff about that. Oh, yeah. Ask Duff who was sitting there with the headphones on, you know, having a nervous breakdown. That was high quality. Gleeping out. Every time students said anything, or, or they played a fart sound. Then there that was the morning they played farts all morning for like two hours, and Buff was like that, um, playing music. We got the Howard Stern Show, but we don't you know, we don't want to really sort of, play it. We got the Howard Stern Show, sort of yeah's another kind it. of we got parts of a, little a little bit of it anything else robin anything else robin when i go to my grave there are some things that i'm still not going to understand and that's one of them but you know i'm, You'll I'm, that, I'm buddy. preaching to the choir when i tell you about buddy. it right I'm 19 died. today baby it's gonna i don't know is the sun ever going to come out it's murky it's uh, raining this morning now it's 1356 and going to be 1966. Not bad. I'll take it. 23 tomorrow. 73. 70 freaking 3, man. And they won't turn the AC on in this building? I think I'm going to go down there and take a dump on a concierge's desk. Not his fault. Sue, so, do a lawsuit. Huh? Hostile living environment. No, I'm sure that's why I'm sick. The air is unbreathable in here. I got, a, I got a window cracked here now, but it's not doing all that much good because there's no breeze, you know. Even though it's only 56 degrees outside, it's not uh, helping all that much. Got to get some air circulating, boy. Got to get some A.C. on. It is musty and crappy in here. Oh, God. I bet, I bet you the smell of old farts is lingering in here somewhere. Oh, and I'm, I'm just used to it, you know. Right, because you are one. What, an old fart? Yeah. Right. 4.07 on Chris's pull, man, without exerting even an ounce of energy a day. 4.08. What are you talking about? You you did it. You beat 400 on a second pool. That That's pretty uh, staggering, pretty impressive, if you ask me. You know what? I wish I, we
3: could find out. What's that?
0: I, I said this once before, but we don't have any, any contacts over there at IOD anymore, at Cheap Channel. Do we? Not that I know right offhand. And I'm not talking about fat boy. I'm talking about people that have some clue what's happening in right. the broadcast end. Not some yenta, some big fat turd. Yeah, I'd like to find out how many votes they actually get in those polls he does every day. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would be
2: But you don't think we can do it? I don't know who's there anymore. Hey, if anybody's there anymore that knows us.
0: What a shame. All those years. Sure. Well, is there... Can you think of anybody who works there now? Is, is Mitch Ween still there? I don't know. See, because they're not... You know, didn't he
2: go with, with Cox? Didn't he stay with them? Oh, that's right.
0: That's right. It's not the same W-Y-O-D. This right. Is cheap channel. Right. Well, yeah, well, well what about Paxson? what about them what happened to those people
2: a- exactly see I, it's, it's uh, you know changed hands twice since we've been there so i don't know who's uh, who the hell's there anymore you know every time a company takes over a radio station they do a house cleaning when in doubt they blow everybody out you know all the boss's friends so that the new boss can bring in all his friends
0: Oh, well, you mean place. like from north carolina sure Something like that. that Raleigh, great, right? That's a, a really smart right. thing to be talking about when and Jolly Joe North Joe's going take you to a nice lunch South on Wednesday. Earth, yeah. That's a really nice thing to be saying. Knocking You're Jolly Joe from, from North Carolina. For relationship with his buddies all that he met in North Carolina. Like the sales manager there. with all the awards right. he's getting. Sure. And then the rumor we hear this morning is that for the first time in God knows how long they actually mentioned my name in the sales meeting. That's right. They mentioned the show. O'Neal's coming down and he just signed for five more years. Bye-bye. O'Neal, when's he on? What a farce. Remember the word. I told you this many years ago. The one operative word in this business that drives everything. It's not money. It's not profits. It's Repetism. spite. Oh, okay. Spite. Think about it. How long okay. do you have to think about that? I'm done. Am I right? Yep. Spite. Regarding Neil's contract extension with WQM, there's a good Charlie B. Poole, the last, last good one he sent us in years he made the right call, 107. Look at that. I feel so vindicated. Don't I? Yep. I could almost, almost fart. fart. He'll live to regret it, 44. Get ready for five more years of re- angst and grief, 37. Neil must be a sadomasochist, 30, uh, 35. Things can only get better, 33. Schmidt, five more years of that effing bastard, 28. Why, 28? 20, 20, uh, what station is that, why 28? I don't know. Never heard of it. He re-signed too hastily. 27. He won't sur- survive the end of it, 27. That old toad should have just retired, 16. <coughs> those five years will be the worst he's known yet, 15, and his career will not go out with a bang, but with a whimper, only 13. Yeah, with a whimper.
1: <coughs>
0: That's what I'll do on the last show. Remind me to do that. Whimper? Yeah. Well, right, if you're you still it. around. I'll write a post-it note. That's right. You may be off on your own show somewhere with Chicken Neck, you right, know. Right, starting the Thursday. agent you've got to sign you yeah. up for all those big stations. Mm-hmm.
3: And he only wants 84 points,
0: by the way. I got 84 points for him, and 24 points for the um, agent, and 15 points for the um, hell of it. Okay. That guy was just between him and Joel Feinberg. I have to really be pressed very hard to figure out who is the bigger putz, who who is the least impressive human being. And excuse me, I said human being and Joel Feinberg in the same sentence. Sorry. Excuse me. I apologize. And when are we going to hear about the uh, upshot? I, I think uh, we ought to put Chris in charge of that sometime in May. Is it May 26 or something like that? Joel's uh, court date in California on beating the crap out of his girlfriend because he had a bad day at the track. He lost more daddy's money. I'll tell you one thing. You want to find a guy that's good at losing money, there's a the guy.